Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo. It's graphs to be what will fill and reg. Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads. It's graphs to be we're here to fill the void. Three black fans, different perspective. Got to fill your voice. Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between. Yeah, it's all that. And we're down with fight for better fallback. Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat. No need to double check. These are all facts. You're listening to us talk raps. You're listening to us talk raps. Will fill and red. Yeah, we're Graps a D here to talk raps. Yeah, we're Graps a D here to talk raps. Hey, folks, welcome to a Friday edition of Grapsity. I'm out of breath because, really quick, I changed shirts like during the theme song. <laughs> I missed right. that man. I looked down <laughs> for like one minute. You must have been yeah, going. Yeah, no, I looked over and I was I looked over and I'm like, oh, that's my Jay Cargill shirt. I'm aware of that. Mm. And so I I threw it on real quick. Talented, talented. Yeah. Welcome to Grapsity. <laughs> yeah, it's I, Friday, man. It's, it's a different Friday. day. It's not Saturday. It's di- I know this is very different than because the World Wrestling Federation stepping on our toes tomorrow with their little. Event. I mean, and look, I'm gonna be thousand people in the UK. I, I'm and I'm gonna be around, and so I also I got um, stuff to be doing tomorrow. So mm-hmm. look, my flight is at five a.m. Uh, to get to Chicago. So that's early. All right, I, I definitely will not be up at five a.m. <laughs> yeah, uh, here's the, the big thing: is I don't know how I'm getting there yet. I still oh, have shit. no idea how I'm getting to the airport, and. I have very much put this off to the last minute to figure out. But hey, it's welcome happening. to Yeah. <laughs> Phil Lindsay's here. Usually Righteous hey. Reg. In the building, Media Man, your boy, Righteous hey. Reg, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster, your favorite uh, after this weekend guy that gets yelled at about list. Oh, yeah. You... <laughs> and the funny thing is, here's what I'm worried about for you. Oh my God! Your following is three times what it was. I know a it's year a ago. totally different game than a year ago. Or when I first did it, it was like here's here you go two hundred followers. Now it's like here you go six thousand people that are all crazy. So good. Uh, yeah, good, yeah good I, I can uh, look. I uh, I feel your. Um, anxiety coming through the screen i so. am uh it's been a long week i'll tell you that this yeah, used to I, be so easy it used to just be like here are these 500 wrestlers that are like now there's like 
pressure. But, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm going to forget about the pressure, and I'm going to reiterate that this list is about 500 black wrestlers. When they say, who's good? We don't got enough. This person's this. This person's that. Here's 500 of us to tear the world on fire. So that's all it's going to be about. Well, I'm going mean, to keep focusing on that. I said last year, um, and I'll always say this, Reg putting together the Black Wrestling's 500 uh, has is, is, to me, again, Black male here. Mm -hmm. Although Phil would throw all the light skin stuff at me he wants, <laughs> but um, <laughs> tell you, you missed it, Reg. He 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 did something. I was like, <laughs> he was like the real light skin that we're at at that Denise podcast. Yeah, I I told him just the way he did, the way he nodded, like he like it, it looked like he. It looked like he like summoned the patron saint of genuine all all light skinned men everywhere. <laughs> he was acting so anxious over there, Will. So anxious. so anxious, but no black male here, right? And a big believer in uh, supporting all things black and pro wrestling, like ninety percent, ninety three, but. Uh, if you put a gun to my head and ask me to name 200 black wrestlers, I would fucking die. And so the fact that Reg puts together a list, 500 black wrestlers, he does it yearly. 500 annually, of them thanks. Blows my mind every time. Uh, there is nothing that I respect more than his ability to put all of this together. And so um, regardless of who's placed where on the list. Just remember this man curated a list of 500, 500 black of them wrestlers. Mm -hmm. So there are 500 black wrestlers. There's way like it every year. There's more, there's probably a thousand minimum now. Like now that's the, the list of that I have to go through. When I first went through, it was like, damn, how could I find 500? Now it's like, Oh my God, there's, more like next year there'll be two thousand. It's like this is crazy out here, you guys, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, yeah. So, um, for those unfamiliar, Reg, let people know where they can find it. You're gonna be able to find the Black Wrestlers 500. I don't know, man, on Twitter. That's pretty much it. I'm not trying to <laughs> sugarcoat it. It gets the most traction on Twitter. Almost hit a million impressions last year. Let's try to hit a million impressions this year. I think so. Bigger following, bigger things. There's a lot more going on. I could advertise it here on Grapsity. So, yeah, it's going to be happening this weekend. It's coming out full list, all 500 of them. I'm super excited. And then on the 15th, another 500 of them, PWI 500 of them, is dropping uh, the digital edition. I don't even know if that's, uh, we could say that out loud, but I'm saying it out loud on Grapsity. September 15th, the PWI 500 is dropping. It's going to be super lit. Oh my God. It's crazy out here. Yeah. I love um, it. I love professional I love wrestling. I do too. Look, hey we guys, talked about it for like 500 hours yesterday and we are back right back at it. It's crazy. I did eight straight hours of producing pro wrestling content yesterday. Uh, my back was in so much pain sitting in this chair <laughs> for that long. Um, my wife was like, did you like pee at any point yesterday? And I was like, did I? I don't know if I did. Um, but <laughs> you drink some more water, bro. Man, that's wild. I think I just sat here. Eight hours and no peeing is crazy. 
I know. I'm like, did I find the time? I don't recall getting up at any point. Like, we finished Ask Grap City yesterday, and I immediately jumped over to doing the all-out preview show on Denise's channel. Yo, and... you black as hell. You didn't go to the bathroom, but you got a haircut. You a black ass. Man. That's how you know you're a black ass man. Did you go to the bathroom? Nah, did you get a haircut? Yeah, I did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Look, haircut is, is one of the most important parts of... Uh, doing the look i love it I, I i love that feeling of just like that refresh that i can go from like i don't know uh a five to a six like it's it's great shit like i instead <laughs> of five what is what what is the scaling that you just did like he <laughs> was like yo he was like yo look i i know my rank in the world when I mean, they're lining, it's not right. When the lining is yeah. right, though, solid six. That's it. That's what's up. Uh, getting cat called. So he hits the, uh, walks out of the barbershop. They're like, oh, who yeah. is that? Is that Will Washington? Is that Cal California? Oh, my God. Here? But hey, In the leave flesh? Us, <laughs> leave us a thumbs up right here on uh, YouTube.com slash Fightful. Um, and what really helps support what we do here on uh grapsity and what we do at fightful is your super chats and your humper chats so humperchats.com get those in uh and again like i said those really help support what we do they really help support the show um and they keep us going they keep everything it's a, it's a great way for you to show your support for the show and you get your messages read on the show and we bring them up on the screen so send us your super chats um youtube.com slash Fightful and then Humper Chats, humperchats.com. Um, the difference between the two, of course, is the fact that Humper Chats, um, we get a larger cut of the Humper Chats, but I recognize that Super Chats are a little more easy and accessible. So either way, it's fine by us. Uh, we just appreciate your support mm -hmm. of Grapsity. So again, and as you see, we play humpers. We put humpers on the screen too. So if you you're going to get yours on the screen if you submit to us. Yeah, no matter what, you're going to submit. Um, yeah. But do what's convenient for you. Do what works for you. Mm -hmm. uh, but be here. I know it's Friday, and a lot of people forgot it was Friday. Um, Seriously. So. Uh, Me included. Yeah. I <laughs> Look, it's, this is different. This is very different. But we're going to keep going. And look, there's been a lot that came out today. Like, it's weird doing a Grapsity on Observer Day. So, mm -hmm. like get to talk about stuff out of the observer because oh, yeah. it hasn't really been discussed. Uh, there's stuff. And your boy that, dropped a little interview where he wasn't really talking about too much. Uh, yeah. I watched. Somebody dropped an interview? <laughs> your boy. I, Three I watched, H's. Um, um, Triple H's interview, Ariel Hawani. Um, and... Ariel is super dope, though. He's been going ham on the interviews. Shout out to him. Yeah, and this was an interview where they they didn't shy away from much of anything. Mm -hmm. uh, I watched it, and there was a lot talked about in it. Um, look, I like Hunter's WWE, and I have said that. I yep. have been enjoying Raw a lot lately. Um, this week, they kind of fell off a cliff, but uh, I thought the show building up to that was very good. Um, and... That said, there's some cap in this interview. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, what did you, what did you guys expect? Yeah, I expected some cap. I didn't think uh, he was going to come out and be like keeping it real. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a great interview, and um, you know, he talks in depth about the idea of 
there being um, just not having Vince around and how weird it is because like his whole career, he only knows uh, WWE with Vince McMahon and it, mm -hmm. it almost like doesn't make sense and doesn't make sense to a lot of people. He did confirm, by the way, so some of y'all owe some apologies that the Brock Lesnar story was true mm -hmm. uh, and like completely confirmed it. it. It wasn't even like a, well, you know, some of it was true. Like he said that initially, he was like, well, you know, there's some truth to it. And why do, people do, why do people do that? There's some truth to it. Either, either it's true or it's not. There's some mm -hmm. truth to it. Like, what, mm -hmm. Well, and then so <laughs> that, that was making it sound like, okay, so maybe parts of it were true. And then as Hunter's describing it, it's like, no, that sounds like everything that That's was everything. <laughs> like it. He's like, well, you know, Brock had a kind of a, you know, Brock had a good relationship with Vince. And, you know, I think it was just very shocking to Brock and Brock, uh, he's, he's a very private person. He's, he doesn't trust a whole lot of people and you know, he, he needed some time to cool down and yeah, he left, but you know, cooler heads prevail. And they're like, that's the story. That's the whole story. That's, that's everything heard. that came yeah. out. That's, that's the report. <laughs> but the report. yeah, there's some truth to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that thing he said about the flavors or whatever, how like Vince used to be like, everybody has a flavor, but Vince was picking the flavors when it was his mm -hmm. time. I, now I, I it's was, Hunter's I time to pick the flavors. I was confused as to where you were going with that. I was like, he tried the wing stop sandwich. What's going on? <laughs> all twelve, baby. Like, which he one do you want? <laughs> I I still haven't got to try it, but I will tell you that uh, lunchtime comes around. It's Friday. Mm -hmm. Might go get some wing stop. I might pull up. It sounds <laughs> good. It looks good. Look, I my RDC I, World uh, skit that they did about that sponsored by Wingstop is super dope. Mark Phillips uh, and them guys are killing it. I uh, I waited on the KFC sandwich, but I eventually did cave and go get mm -hmm. the KFC sandwich. And every once in a while, oh, not KFC, uh, Popeyes. Popeyes. Yeah, and every once in a while, I'll drive by Popeyes and I'm like, just go get a sandwich. That was a crazy time we were living in at that <laughs> moment, man. We just like, I was like, okay, this is it. We're done here. Cause like, <laughs> like niggas are killing over. each other over sandwiches. It was it's, chicken it's, sandwiches and, and toilet paper. I was like, yo, society, was, we cannot was, survive if anything goes down. It was an embarrassing <laughs> moment for us all, man. I'm it was. Saying. And I, I bought the sandwich. So. I mean, but, you got to uh, taste the sandwich. What's this uh, hubbub about? I got to see too. Like, I'm not going to yeah. just not taste it. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, it, it's a it's a bomb sandwich, but it ain't what like, they were doing. I'm not. No, about I wouldn't do all hours that over that sandwich. Boy. No, no hell no. Nah. But like, look, we, and I know to Californians, not as big of a deal, but we Valley. in Colorado got our first, and specifically here in Aurora, we just got our first In and Out, right? Oh god! And like, the lines are around the block still it's been like two and a half years mm -hmm. since that in and out opened yeah. and people are still waiting in them long ass lines it's forever get them some in and out it's going like, to be in 10 years and it's still going to be like that that's how in and out is they just have long lines forever yeah uh but then like um i know we're supposed to be getting a whataburger soon and Ooh. so that's that's what's going to be nice is that yeah. you know Californians are always like oh in and out's better Texans are like oh we love Whataburger right and then like people in the Midwest are like no nah, it's all about White Castle guess what what wait <laughs> what what White Castle I I know Phil is like no I I this is not a thing but <laughs> no look I, I I like White Castles a lot but if you're gonna go the burger place to compete with those two places I'm not saying White Castle. <laughs> mm. 
Well, like primarily it's because like we don't have them like everywhere else, right? right? So those are the ones that we here in Colorado sit here and like, well, we ain't got none of them, so uh, we just got to listen to all of y'all talk about them. But like, we just got our first in and out. We're getting a Whataburger, and apparently like White Castle is talking about opening up here. So it's like, hey, we might have the best of every world. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Yeah. White so- Castle is more of a guilty pleasure than a. <laughs> This is this is the go-to burger restaurant. It's funny too because we all go crazy over this, but like your local burger shop has better burgers than all of those. And oh, that's yeah. just like confirmed forever. But we're still like, yo, I gotta get to In and Out. I gotta get to blah blah blah. Water burger. I still haven't really. I went to Water Burger once. I've been to Texas three times, and it always like we're gonna go, and then it never happens. Like this time, last time we went, I didn't go to Water Burger. I don't know why. It's just like. Oh, uh, that's because I'm more uh, interested in barbecue. I think when I go to Texas, I was about to say, didn't we go to Whataburger? But that's right, you weren't with us. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say, me and Phil went to Whataburger. No, I think that's <laughs> when, like, remember there was like uh, some hours where we were, you guys are doing a thing, and I was yeah. at the. That was like the first show. thing me and Phil did was we went to mm-hmm. Whataburger. Yeah, I'm just like, when I get to Texas, I'm like barbecue, barbecue, barbecue. Yeah. That's all I obsess over when I get. Yeah, there. as soon as we landed, we were like, all right, let's go get Whataburger. So mm-hmm. we, yeah. We, uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, Five Guys is the best burger, in my opinion. Yeah, I yeah, think you're so. gonna pay. Got... You're gonna pay fifty dollars, but yeah, know. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> See, I pick I like, Five Guys over all those two. I like Five Guys. I do like Smash Burger as well. Um, now, if you guys didn't react to Smash Burger, do you guys not have mm, Smash Burger? I have Smash Burger, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I like Smash Burger. Um, yeah. But yeah, so hey, I do want to uh, give a few shout outs. Let's read some super chats uh to start things um because man i always struggle pronouncing your name um and i don't want to butcher it but you always show the support uh so if you could like send me a phonetic phonetic. (laughs) (laughs) that would really help me but big weekend sending big love to my brothers on grapsity thank you so much i always appreciate you Um, it's a huge weekend yeah kai says cm punk is uh remember bobby boucher screwed or showed up at halftime uh and the mud dogs won the bourbon bowl vibes uh and <laughs> classic reference there man yeah classic <laughs> reference uh van toy blade says i got my ticket to see all out in the theater mm. i thought about doing one of those they're showing all out in the theater close to me but i'm like you can't get high in there so <laughs> no that's it. Um, Easy as that. I mean, I, 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 I've always been curious about the theater experience, but I've been to like every pay per view in the last year, so I can't. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I am curious. Mm-hmm. Look at this guy, bro. You're what never gonna broke. know the experience. Theater <laughs> experience. Bro, he's always, going to the theater. <laughs> you always sideline at the damn games. <laughs> no, you missed one revolution, and that was it. Like. Yeah, man. I'm, tired. I, you, I, I, I'm not also... like you out here. I'm not. Cor- I'm not courtside, Cal, California, man. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. And wait, Reg, ain't this the first one you've missed? Mm. No, you weren't at Forbidden Door. That's right. Yeah, I wasn't uh, at Forbidden Door. Okay, but you were at Double uh, or Nothing. Double or Nothing. You were at Revolution. Damn, great time. What a year! It's, that's been this so year, man. It's been an insane year. I don't give me that. Like, no, nah, you was at all of them, Cal, California. Don't try to do <laughs> that. Don't try all... to do us like that. <laughs> And this year, on the hard cam, on the hard cam, singing Judas. No, no, hold up, hold up, hold up. First off, I believe 
the camera cut to me at Forbidden Door, and I was not singing Judas. I was actively <laughs> not singing Judas. I was saying you were doing like a ventriloquist, dude. You were like, you were doing it like, but your mouth was closed, but you were in your mouth. You were singing it, though. I saw it. I saw you, Will. I saw your neck muscles moving like, Hey, people pointed me out singing every other theme. They were like, uh, they cut to me singing. I just watched it the other day because I was like, you know what? I haven't watched. Oh, yeah. I watched it yesterday after you guys brought it up, which comes up um, here in our interview tomorrow. But I went and watched the Forbidden Door uh, buy-in because I hadn't watched Mm. that since we went. And... Uh, they cut to me during Keith Lee's entrance, and I'm out here, out of the frying pan and into the fire. <laughs> that match was fire, though, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Oh, uh, my God. So, uh, just great stuff. Um, let's see. The Epic Cat says, uh, this isn't wrestling related, but what's y'all's favorite film? Mm. Mine is Alien. Best podcast. Much love from CT. Appreciate that. Connecticut. Um, um that's a great question favorite film god i feel like every time i answer this it's it's slightly different because like are we talking film as in like meaningful film or like shit i just like to kick back and watch because there's there's a difference uh because i think maybe like, just like your favorite movie to watch like you're just like, like yeah it's I, i'm my, a great old favorite i know this was gonna hit like i don't have to think nothing just like that's the one. Uh, like I, I'll throw on the Dark Knight like every chance I get. I mm-hmm. saw that movie in theaters like five times, and mm-hmm. then uh, five times. That's crazy. That's a lot. Well, so, you know what's funny was I went to the midnight showing right uh, with uh, with Darren Reynolds. He and I went. We saw the Dark Knight, and then the next day I was with my brother, and I was just talking about it, and I was like, "Man, that was such a good movie." And he's like, "Yeah, I want to see it." And I was like, "You want to go right now?" And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, sure." And I'm like, "All right, cool. Let's go see it." Right. And then I was with my dad. <laughs> And me and my dad were looking for something to do, and we were just chilling, and we went and got food. And then um, he was like, hey, so how's that uh, that new Batman movie? And I was like, oh, it's really good. And I was like, want to go see it? And my dad goes, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> so <laughs> we then went, right? And then um, also then after that, uh, I had just broken up with uh, a girl I was seeing a long time. Mm. And then... Uh, we had like gotten back on the phone a little bit and she was like you know i really wanted to see the dark knight with you and i was like you know what there's nothing really stopping us like Yo, i would i don't mind that, seeing <laughs> i don't for the first for the first few that is yeah. a wild reason that's a wild the last one and you know what it's not that bad if we just go we're gonna be in the same theater sitting next to each other enjoying it but it ain't gonna be now girl let's pull up and we went <laughs> and and like didn't even like say much to each other the whole time just like kind of stayed cold like don't talk to me in this movie mm. and then after it was over we were like all right peace and like walked off um never to be seen again never to be seen again <laughs> so that was <laughs> there was that one and then i don't remember why i saw it again after that i think one time i did just see it by myself <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I really like that movie. I'm bored. I'm going to go and see then, it. And then it came out on DVD and I bought it. And then I was like, man, I need to upgrade to Blu-ray. And I bought it on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And then uh, digital copies started coming along and I own one of those as well. Chris Nolan needs to send that check in the mail. I know, right? I have definitely, for the Dark Knight, given Chris Nolan and Warner Brothers a lot of money. Man. Uh, 
And I think that was the last time I bought it was my digital copy. Um, there's no way in hell I'm buying a, a 4K Blu-ray of it. Um, but the, For now. Nah, there's no reason to. Like, now it's on every, it's on HBO Max. I have HBO Max. I don't need it. But I have seen The Dark Knight a lot of times. What about you guys? Um, oh, damn, I forgot that, we had to answer, too. I thought that was all about Will's question. Shit. Um, a movie that I watch constantly, so I'll just go ahead and say it's my favorite, is Casino. I don't care when it's on, I will sit and watch it. I, I, every time I see it on, I'll stop and watch it. Casino is so good. Because, um, like, I lean a little more towards Goodfellas, but I will say that Casino is uh, just one of the dopest movies of that era. Somebody stole my Blu-ray copy of that, and I'm still, like, really annoyed by it. Son but... of a bitch. <laughs> Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Like, I think it was my little brother, but he'll never, like, admit to it. But it's not on my shelf over there anymore. Uh, but, no, nah, that's a great answer is Casino. Um, yeah, I made, a, I made a terrible joke <laughs> when, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, like, when they were doing a Kindle stick with Dom every week and, like, Ray's laying on the ground and, and I, that's what I was saying the whole time. Like, no, Dominic, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Leave alone. You? Reg, what's the go-to? I have no idea. I don't watch a lot of movies, as you guys know and see. I don't watch a lot of shit that isn't two dudes slamming each other in the squared circle. So, so uh, the movie Beyond the Mat? <laughs> that was pretty high <laughs> up there. I remember when that when the, I couldn't see it in theaters because they weren't broadcasting it here in california in bakersfield at least and so when it came out on uh vhs that leak weekend was lit lit mm. tea beyond <laughs> the mat but it's really probably like a comedy like next friday or something that i've seen like i could just put that on oh, that's right and we watch it like five next, million times that's right you because remember i was like anti next friday when we first mm -hmm. started the show mm -hmm. how are you anti next friday i'm still i still think next friday is the funniest one a lot of people disagree i think it's funnier Whoa. than i think next friday is funnier than friday so i, I love oh, friday i think shit. so friday is one of my favorites i've seen that so many times i could recite it frame mm -hmm. for frame right but like i just i don't know if next friday is bad to me but it's more so just not written in the same vein as friday they're like mm. not even the same style of humor right um, i not. love mike mike epps is like my favorite comedian mm -hmm. stand-up comedian like ever so i that's probably why i prefer it, just because i love anything mike epps is in like that was our, another movie like all about the benjamins i've seen that movie so many fucking times i just love his style of humor so i think that's why i prefer i've ever uh, told you my friday. mike epps story and why i like uh why he just rubs me the wrong way now mm -mm. Don't so fresh man no 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 no. it's a, it's, a, it's one of those like i think he was just in a mood that night but pretty much i remember it was 2011 i had tickets to go see mike epps and i stood outside in line i was probably in line for like two hours and you know when you're in line to go see a black event you got to deal with people 
stopping you and they're like, hey, check out my CD. And I'm like, man, I'm not. CDs like, and movies. CDs and movies. Yeah. Come, <laughs> right. come up the territory. Open that big briefcase up and you're like, yeah, let me get a, let me get oils, drum oils, line oils. and let me get. <laughs> oils, 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 incense. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Epps t-shirts. Mike Epps t-shirts. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, was saying, like, I was in line a long time to see Mike Epps. And, you know, I was getting restless and all of that, but I'm like, hey, you know, you're going to get going to go see Mike Epps, right? So we finally get in, we get to our seats, we sit through a couple of opening acts, it's a good time. And then Mike Epps hits the stage and um, he comes in immediately, does the bit from uh, from all about the Benjamins, mm-hmm. like right from the beginning, right? 15. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The 40 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, 45, 47. Yeah. Somebody from the audience yells, do something else. Oh, shit. Oh, and no. And he just goes, man, fuck y'all. Threw the mic down and left and ended the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, mm-hmm. he's coming back, right? Like, this is a joke. And he then they came back and started closing. <laughs> Lights start coming up. You're like, wait, why are the lights coming up, bro? What's yeah, going on here? That's what happened. Lights came up and we're like, nah, man, you're fucking with us. Like, he's coming back out. And Mike Epps just left. He's like, I'm out. I'm yeah. never coming back. Will, Will yeah. walked outside and the same dude was out there like, loud, 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 loud. <laughs> <laughs> no, but after that, I was like, man, how you going to let a heckler in the show like 10 seconds into it? Sometimes it'll be like that. You have you have that one bad night where you're just like, man, he probably didn't want to go out there at the beginning. He's like, I'm gonna just start with this shit. That'll get him. And then that didn't get him. He's like, you know what? Fuck this show. Fuck y'all. Fuck Colorado. Fuck the Rocky Mountains. He he didn't want to be in Colorado anyway. That's what that was. He was looking for a reason to leave. That was before weed was legal, right? 2011. Weed was yeah, because weed was legal 2012, which is still the weirdest thing to me. Not that it's legal, but that other places it's not. It mm-hmm. don't make sense to me it's because been so it's been long, legal huh? for so long. It's been 10 years. It's just a part of the culture. Like, mm-hmm. um, well, I know when people come from out of town, they hear our weed commercials and they're like, what? Y'all mm-hmm. just have commercials for pot? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not mm-hmm. a thing. Like, you don't have nature's no. herbs, nature's herbs, nature's herbs and wellness, nah. nature's what? herbs and wellness.com. <laughs> like, we have <laughs> billboards, but we don't have, nah, we don't have told, jingles I, yet. Oh, I just no, told got, you what the jingle is here. Loud, loud, loud. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got commercials with goddamn jingles for weed. It. And like my kids I haven't know been the to Colorado yet. I gotta pull yeah. up to Colorado. It's crazy. My kids know the commercials and I, I it, it cracks me up because I'm like crazy. it's that just crazy. normal. Because at first I was like, should they be singing that? And I'm like, nah, I knew beer commercials when I was That's a kid. what I was, I was gonna say, singing. like Budweiser and shit. Yeah, like, we, we were walking around school talking about Bud Saint Wise, er, right? Mm-hmm. And like how to speak Australian. Like no. we were doing all that. Right. right. That's from a beer commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we knew all the beer commercials. So I'm like, what's the difference whether we knew all of that shit and, and my kids now know pot commercials? Like that's mm-hmm. just the culture we live in. Yeah. Um let's see. Uh Nakey, naked, uh, Nakey, naked Mikey Walton says, uh, how much to get Reg to jump on a plane to All Out? Not much. Tell Tony Khan to send the ticket. I'll be there tomorrow. There's no you problem. You sure you want Tony all. to send that ticket? I, <laughs> uh, I might try and get you up out of here for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Vince, no, can't say that. Triple H, give me a ticket. Uh, CBD's Nut says, man, those Malachi rumors were swirling yesterday. Seemingly out of nowhere. What's up with that? Okay. 
Let's talk about what it. What up with that? Because um, that was now published in The Observer. Raj Geary put it out. Um, I said yesterday on Ask Rhapsody that I obviously knew about what it was about, but it wasn't my place to talk about it. And a big part of why it wasn't my place to talk about it and still isn't my place to talk about the details was the part that um, – oh, yeah, that was just gloss on this briefly. Uh, the part Raj Geary mentioned about um, there being mental health issues, I don't touch that. We don't touch that at Fightful. Um, and so that is one of those things that staying back from, um, I will say that as far as that rumor is concerned, I heard the same thing that, uh, Malachi had requested his release. Um, the thing that was in the Fightful Select report yesterday, and I feel this is an important detail is that from what we've been told, and uh, I've been told this, and Sean got the same thing, um, that as of now, this is kind of a past tense thing, that it was something that they worked to smooth over and make Malachi happy. So um, I don't know, because uh, you know my mentions were just lit up with, well, why aren't you doing the whole Free Ali thing? Like, one, I didn't do Free Ali. That was, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, I... I uh, you I could say it was me. I, it was me. It was mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Free Ali. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, like, I don't consider these the same thing. I, I Totally I, different. I, like, I feel like Ali was um, very public about uh, his issues, and he kind of actively campaigned um, to be set free. And I He feel pretty like... much set – he made Free Ali a thing. It wasn't yeah. just yeah. out of nowhere. So. so that's to me why it's a, a different set of circumstances. But um, again, my understanding is that there was an active effort to make Malachi happy and that um, from the words I heard were that things are smoothed over currently. Um, so take that for what it's worth. Uh, I, yeah. We haven't spoken directly to Malachi to know that for sure, but that was the thing I was told. The, the other thing that's different here is Ali was not on TV when that stuff was happening. Right. Uh, Malachi Black has a pay-per-view match this weekend, guys. Mm -hmm. It's not quite the same thing. Um, boy, it was funny watching from afar. It, it felt like I, in between recording other things, every time I would jump on Twitter, I would see Raj trying to get this report out. I'm like, yo, yeah. Raj, Raj has been trying to talk about this all day. He is going to mm -hmm. let you know. <laughs> That this He's man like, wants his release. And another thing. Wait, one last thing. I forgot to say it. This it's man like, was yo. deleting tweets and then coming back to go, well, wait a minute, and mm -hmm. typing up some more stuff. I'm like, yo, Raj. Just let it breathe, <laughs> I, bro. I see it, bro. I, we see it, man. It's like, cool. What's the, what's, yeah. I guess we just talked about that, the rush to be first and the, the rush mm -hmm. to be number yeah. one is pretty much what leads it to what leads him to go that hard. So he could be like, I was the one, but it's like, you don't have to go that hard. The story is going to come out regardless. Yeah, and and so. the, the story did come out. And yeah, um, yeah there was, uh, they, this was one of those things that I feel like we were all kind of uh, talking about and whether or not um, we wanted to necessarily put that out there with, mm -hmm. with some of the, the details around it. And like I said, that's not a thing that um, it's my place to discuss. So um that's all i will say on that uh king of games 405 says based on the quarter hours release do you think AEW will start to keep the women's matches in the first hour um so uh so the funny thing is the last two sets of uh quarter hours saw the 
second and third highest rated women's matches of the year. Although, trivia question, and I'm pretty sure you know the answer because we've had this conversation. What was AEW's highest rated women's match of 2022? Wasn't it the Brit match with uh, Kylan King? That was the second. Oh, no, that, now that's the third highest, I believe. Because um, now the tag match from this week is now the second. Uh, number one was Layla Hirsch versus mm. Red Velvet from the January 26th Dynamite Beach Break uh, that saw um, Chris Statlander run in and help Red Velvet after Layla Hirsch attacked her after the uh-huh. match. Um, man, I miss Red Velvet, man. Get Velvet back on TV. Mm-hmm. I miss Layla Hirsch. I miss, all three of them got hurt. Yeah, like, thinking about, I miss Chris Statlander. I miss Red Velvet. I miss Layla Hirsch. Like, mm-hmm. all three of them got hurt yeah, in almost in very similar fashion. Uh, mm-hmm. So, damn. Um, that sucks. As far as, so like that, uh, the, the quarters are very interesting this week because um, I know people who uh, are very anti- Elite pretty much used those quarters to go, look, the Elite tanking the ratings um, because the second hour did worse, kind of ignoring that uh, Serena literally went up in the 9 o'clock hour. And uh, you can almost pinpoint it to the time she began watching the quarters drop. But whatever. I know how this works. So (laughs) uh, do I think they will keep them in the first hour, though? Um, Well, the interesting thing is Early Dynamite, it used to be in the first hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of those matches took place in the first hour. The 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 9.30 thing didn't really start happening until, um, God, like they went, I want to say like Daly's Place was really when that began. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still, there were certain people that they wouldn't do that for. Like, uh, remember Riho versus Serena Deep? That match went up early in the show. Big match Riho. Yeah. Big match Riho. Uh, <laughs> and... I remember the first um, Britt Baker versus uh, Hikaru Shida. Uh, that was also early in the show. And, like, so you can tell. But, of course, the the big thing talked about from the women's division yesterday was, and we talked about a little bit on Ask Grapsity yesterday, was Tony Khan's comments on uh, Thunder Rosa. So I, last night, after everything uh, stopped for a moment because there was a moment where Again, I was everywhere recording mm-hmm. constantly. Mm-hmm. So after every everything, I sat and read the entirety of what he said. I read the actual question that was asked, um, and I read a bunch of other stuff. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, you I weren't ju- on the call, okay? So yeah, I was not on the media call. Um, okay. So again, like I said on Denise's uh, podcast yesterday, uh, you know, shout to Sam at Daily DDT. That's who asked the question. Um, I just. When you ask that question, I don't know if there's a good way for him to answer that question that will satisfy people. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like when you compare them on the surface, when you just go, hey, okay, this is what Punk was given. This is what Rosa was given. Um, people are already like, Rosa should have gotten more. Right. So no matter what he says, people are still going to go, well, Rosa still should have gotten more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that he then went, all right, well, Wait, let me pull it up before. I don't want to misquote Tony. Because uh, he started it like, okay. The fact that he started with, I give time based on what I believe is going to draw the most ratings. 
I feel like that's the part that people are like, ah, that part just, that part made people think that he's saying, all right, well, I give the ratings to the men because I feel like they are, they are the bigger draw than the women. Um, and I didn't, I didn't know that part when I was saying, all right, I don't think that he's saying specifically that CM mm-hmm. Punk is, is a bigger draw than her because she's a man. Right. I think that people are drawing that inference from the first line that he said, um, which is fair, but that's why I also said yesterday, I feel like that some part of this is that confirmation bias is set in with people, and now everything that he says about the women's division just kind of enforces people's point that, they think he does not care about the women's division. And I don't think that that's totally true, but uh, at this point, he's got an uphill battle on that. And, man, it's just just a rough situation for him over there. I wish that he had phrased that um, answer better, but this is where we are. I think, and I said on, so I'm, I'm going to count on the fact that most people didn't um, see us on Denise's podcast yesterday. So uh, if you had, then there's going to be some stuff repeated here. Um, in that I said, man, if you just hadn't said that first paragraph and literally That's just yeah. <laughs> literally mm-hmm. just stuck yeah. with the, I knew about CM Punk mm-hmm. for two days. I knew about Layla Hirsch. What did he say? Or not Layla Hirsch. Um, Thunder Rosa. Sorry, I've got man, so many injuries, right? Uh, we were just yeah. talking about people hurt. Um, but I knew about Thunder Rosa for what did he say two hours, mm-hmm. um, right? And so the and there's obviously a, a big disconnect between being able to plan out a show for two days and being able to squeeze an eight minute segment and having to change the show that we've been putting together all day and now two hours in we just found out that we have this this thing we have to alter um, and because uh, I saw people say well why didn't you just cut the the Billy Gunn versus Colton Gunn thing. And it's like, well, that was what was supposed to lead to um, putting the tag match on the card, uh, the on the pay-per-view that led to the acclaim confronting Swerve in Our Glory. Like, there's stuff here that was all designed to lead to other things. Mm-hmm. And you had a show that you had been writing and literally with two hours to go, we're just finding out that, well, shit, now we have a major thing we have to change. And so... Um, yeah, I think that was the piece that was probably more important there. Right. Then, uh, but of course, he was kind of put in a position to compare CM Punk to Thunder Rosa. And then in the way of doing that, I think he didn't do that in a way that I personally would have. Yes. Um, and I uh, think most people just really wanted him to be like, yeah, you guys are right. Uh, Thunder, Ro- I should have gave Thunder Rosa more time. That's really that, what people want. They don't that, care that, about anything but, else. But that's what I'm saying. Like when you ask that question, there's no real good way for him to answer it and give you the answer that you want. Right. Um, when you when you when you come out the gate and compare her to, to CM Punk, you're already setting this up to not get the answer you want. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying that to knock Sam. Sam is great. Um, and I actually think that the question was good because people clearly wanted that because it was all over Twitter the next day. So mm-hmm. it was a valid question. Um, I just don't think that I don't just I just don't think there was a way that he could have answered that and given people the answer they wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just is what it is. And that's just part of how these, these things go. Uh, we just saw that with people talking about the Triple H interview. When you ask certain questions, you're going to get you're going to get the you're going to get the runaround or you're going to get the business answer that people don't want. 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course, people are going to say he was too blunt for his own good. But the thing is, uh, oh, it, it pains me to say it. <laughs> it's just objectively true, man. He is just mm-hmm. a bigger draw than Thunder Rosa. I, I just don't understand comparing and trying to well, live the on this hill. The odd hill. thing is, because uh, going just a little bit further than that, he's a bigger draw than most. Like, yeah, that's yes. why I would say I would. You could have replaced Thund- company. You could have replaced Thunder Rosa's name with any fucking wrestler in there's name and be right. the same and, thing, you know. But so like, and so that's why um, I'm, I'm like CM Punk was probably not like I know it was not done a good to example. Compa- it was mm-hmm. it was done to compare the, um, the champion to champion, mm-hmm. right? But like, then like I have to take a step back and go, but like. This is CM Punk. This is a guy that you literally mm-hmm. booked an arena for just to have him come out and talk, and right. it worked. It, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, you, that's, you sold that's out the largest arena butter in America. Is talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is what he's known for. Like you talk about CM Punk moments. What is the thing people say is the CM Punk moment? Mm-hmm. Right. Talk. Yeah, the, and, the, the pipe bomb. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's that's what we know CM Punk for. And so CM Punk. So it, it's almost like like that's an uphill comparison, right? Because. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody would say that CM Punk really up against most people are guys I would uh, give Punk more time to talk than really anybody. Um, And so I just wish there was a better way to have compared that because you could kind of take a step back and make the point that Thunder Rosa could have gotten more time. You could have even compared it against Thunder Rosa and herself. You could have said that, hey, you know, Thunder Rosa – um, you know, in her feud with Serena Deeb, got um, you know this three four minute promo here. Um, but when it came time to relinquish her title, she only got thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Then you're yeah. at least comparing kind of apples to apples here. Or you could have said, um, you know, Britt Baker got um, a million different promos for various different reasons. Now, granted, mm-hmm. Britt is another one who uh, got over for her um, her mic ability. Uh, and sorry, I was just talking with uh, with Hollywood Hangman about that. Actually, uh, we were just talking last night about Britt Baker and how she got over. And I kind of want to like bring that back up because it's it's actually kind of fascinating um, since we're talking about changes to the women's division. Um, so remind me to circle back to that in like thirty seconds. But right. <laughs> either way, I feel like there are more kind of apples to apples comparisons. But like when you're comparing it to a guy who's literally known for his mic time. Um, yeah, I the, think you, you just I mean, I, I, in every scenario, you're going to give him more mic time because it's CM Punk. Um, and that's not, not because, that's not because he, that's not because he's a man. It's because he's CM Punk. And that's what he's known for is going out there and doing the big promos. Um, yeah. Now, I do think if you if you preface this with saying uh, Rosa does not get very many in ring promos. This was an important moment. This was a chance to give her an in ring moment. Um I think that's a better point. Yeah, uh, but but comparing it to Punk, I just don't. I never liked that comparison. I didn't like it when people were saying it on the Twitter. But again, I I realized that a lot of people were saying it, so it was a it was a valid question to ask. Yeah, on the topic though. Yes. So we were talking about the uh, changing the perception of the the women's division, changing how things go, quarter hours, all of that. So I was thinking about Britt Baker and how Britt Baker got over and why she got over. And, um, you know, at, at, the, at a surface level, 
um, you can say, you know, well, Britt Baker had a very creative shtick. She was um, able to interact with Tony Schiavone. She was able to do this, able to do that. But at the end of the day, I realized what it truly was. And it was the same reason Hikaru Shida got over the way she did. Repetition. Simply mm-hmm. just doing it in front of people. There was yep. a four-week stretch where Britt Baker was doing her shtick every week. It was... Yep. Um, Wasn't even wrestling. She yeah, was just coming like, out and doing a promo. She had a match, yep. but there was... Uh, so it started with... So let me think about this. started on the Jericho Cruise. She had a match with the now Gigi Dolan um, and beat her. And then uh, then Tony Schiavone goes to interview her. And all of a sudden, she just like sh- starts shit talking Tony Schiavone. Um, and everybody's like, what the, the hell is going on here? Like, that's out of character for Britt. Um, the following week, Britt Baker comes to the ring, calls Tony Schiavone over, trashes him at the top of the stage and gets some really great heat for it. Uh, and she even had a really great line because this was in Cleveland. And she said, Cleveland, you now have a Baker you can trust in. Um, nice. And that little dig at Baker Mayfield, that was a really good line. And then the week after that, she faced Yuka Sakazaki. Lost that match, actually. But then after it was over, curb stomped out um, Yuka Sakazaki's tooth. Uh, remember, she put her mouth on the, the ropes and, and stomped her, and uh, her tooth came out. So again, we have to really play at the dentist stuff. Then the week after that, she then cuts the Whataburger promo in Austin, Texas. That was four straight weeks of getting that act over. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like just the consistency of it. By the time they got to that Whataburger promo, fans were yelling at her, chanting at her, screaming at her. She had gotten the whole thing over. And again, it was just a matter of repetition, keeping it on TV. And then the other side of that was Hikaru Shida and how she got so over at that time period, which was just putting her on TV and having her win every week. That mm-hmm. shit was working, right? She was winning those fatal four ways. She was, um, she was just beating people left and right and having these singles matches and just winning. And that's really all it took. And because um, I know some people will say that, well, the thing you need in pro wrestling to get over is you need, um, you need to have a solid gimmick, a solid character, all of that stuff. Like Hikaru Shida was just consistently on TV and winning. And it started people chanting, holy Shida. That's where that chant came from. That was an organic, original chant that started because she was just kicking ass in ring and people were liking seeing it. And that mm-hmm. was all it took. And so... Yep. To me, what I really want to see from the division more than anything else is just consistency. The issue I have with the one-match format is that um, you're going to continually cycle out who's in that one match. And so somebody who was in the match this week isn't going to be in that one match next week. Well, then they've lost the momentum from what they were doing the week before. And so um, there has to be a way to um, present. You have to present the same people week in and week out if you're trying to get them over. Like, you can do that kind of cycle out stuff with people who are already over, with people who uh, are kind of more attractions and uh, can benefit from, you know, kind of taking a step back and letting other guys be there. But, like, Daniel Garcia is getting over, right? Mm -hmm. But he's over because we're seeing him every Every single week. Mm -hmm. We are seeing... 
we saw like Wheeler Yuta got over because it was a consistent week in week out thing to the point of where people wanted to see him. And to me, that's it. That's the fix mm -hmm. is just, you gotta be consistent. Right. I and don't that, care about literally anything else. Just the consistency. Keep somebody on TV week in, week out, and I guarantee you, you will have fans gravitate to them in a way they're not right now. Right. Right. And I, I, I think that's where it's valid that they didn't necessarily do the things to make Rosa feel like a, a big deal as champion. Right. Um, and that's why I'm like, the, some of the criticism of how they handle Rosa as champion is more than fair it's absolutely valid but when we get into stuff like people saying that he outright buried her in that in that answer yesterday i don't really agree with that because i feel like the question asked um if you answer the question and go i just don't think these two people are the same that's essentially what he said because mm -hmm. um, he's essentially saying no i don't think that she is the draw that punk is that's not burying her that's just objectively true um and some people might not like that that was very blunt like that, but it is just true. Um, I don't think that's a burial. And I've said numerous times, I wish fans would forget that fucking word because they mm -hmm. overuse the hell out of it. And I hate it. Um, that's not a burial. Um, and because he said other very good things about Rosa. Um, and also, when you look at the... You don't bury yeah. someone by having them be your champion for a long time. That's not you, how they, did, they didn't make her worked. vacate the title. She's yeah. still champion. Um, she will be back. Uh, but I do think when you look at the reaction online for the last few weeks to Rosa, people have been turning on Rosa for a minute. People yeah. have the reaction to Rosa compared to when she came to the company as NWA mm -hmm. champion is not the same. Nope. And, um, I do they started getting mad at funny enough her promos when they sent her right. out there to so, talk on the live crowd. Then everybody was like, "Oh, they shouldn't have Rosa talk. What was that? That was the worst program I've right. ever heard." So, and then she has a backstage program, and they're like, "Actually, why isn't she out in front?" So it's like it's conflicting things. Right. So there's a lot of weird things going on, pretty much. Right. So I I, I do think that I I do think that like I said, he AEW is at fault for in some ways for the way that her momentum dropped and the way her popularity uh descended but i also think some people are being pretty dishonest i think some people are getting online and now acting like they care so much about rosa but some of the same people were just trashing her for weeks yeah. it's weird um but that's how that's how fans are and and we've got on here tons of times and said this people love you until they put their title on you the second they yep. put their title on you You're then out. it's like i'm ready i'm ready for the next person i'm ready to get the title off of her people mm -hmm. been ready to get that title off rosa for a minute but now all mm -hmm. of a sudden it's like how dare he say that on a media call it's like yeah. uh i don't know like and that's like and again i'm not saying that to invalidate uh people being upset at him but i do think that some of the outrage is a little bit dishonest yeah, so the the first part of that paragraph though is wild. That's it that is. has to be said that him saying <laughs> that is crazy, and it would be different. Like everyone says, it would be different if they gave ladies more chances, if they gave them more opportunities to shine, be in front of the crowds, be on TV, all the things. It would change. That's just how this thing works. Right, and yeah. and again, I'm never gonna disagree when people are saying she should have been treated better as champion because she should have been. Again, when you look at where we were at just said this when we were talking about it on denise he bought her contract out to get her there and mm -hmm. i you don't you didn't get the idea that she was that important to the company as champion right yeah yeah 
Uh, well, we shall see. Um, what else? It's a lot of contract talking. But yeah, I, man, I like I like Thunder Rosa a lot, man. I mm-hmm. I feel bad that she's in the situation. I feel bad for the entire situation around it, whether that be the reaction from the fans and whatever. I I think that she's a great wrestler. Uh, hopefully, uh, being away for a while causes some of this to simmer down. I don't know. Uh, Mike from Indeed says, "Happy Friday! Have a great day, y'all." Hey, Thank shout you. out to Mike. <laughs> Why did they read like he said happy Friday and then ran out the room? <laughs> happy Friday. See you later. <laughs> Van Twinblade says weed is legal this side of the river, Reg. Um, and Orion Ben 666 says get real. Did Will get batteries for the Megazord? Um, That's what I everyone's have, here for, Will. That's why I, I everyone have, came well, to Grapsity on Friday. If baby. you watched Ask Grapsity, um, I. Uh, I discovered that the you made a 24 year kids. discovery, like a yeah. damn archaeologist. I mean, look, <laughs> it's, I recognize that this is a toy from 1998 and it's probably just going to be like, bleep, 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 like with a, <laughs> like, I'm not going to put batteries in it. And it's going to be like activate, right? Activate. Like a hologram <laughs> like comes out of the top of it or something. You're like, holy shit. I didn't know this was going to happen. Like, I know it's just going to like make some little noises. Uh, and, and that's okay. But I want to know what noises, as a matter of fact, <laughs> What, what, what noises? You know what I found the other day? Um, I, I have to bring this up. Give me just a second. Uh, mm-hmm. This is this is on the the toy variety, and this is just shit. Will Washington still owns from his childhood. <laughs> hold on one second. Here. How do you hold uh, on to it for so long, man? After only thing I hold on to that long is for t-shirts, and like I have a t-shirt from twenty years ago because I'm like I love this shirt. I'm gonna wear it forever. Yeah, I definitely don't have any shirts from 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) This is a Tiger Electronics Goldberg Smash and Bash game. Still in the package. package. Why do you have that? (laughs) Wow. So um, it apparently says commands like uh, jackhammer and all the various things Goldberg would say. Mm -hmm. It has a screen. You pull down the screen here. And then um, you play the Tiger Electronics Goldberg Smash and Bash game. Wow. Have you seen how much that thing is worth? No, I have no idea. Well, he's, even, he's even got the title. In the package. People like these things. Big gold belt. He's I'm got the saying. big gold belt. It's wow. Goldberg, man. Um, wow, wow, wow. NRFB. NRFB. Right back to 1998, baby. Uh, this is ninety nine. It's got the, right back the bir- to nineteen ninety nine, baby. It's got, it's got the bird shit logo. Oh like yeah, that's... I guess that crappy ass logo, <laughs> fucking stage logo. Oh. oh yeah, this is the worst logo. Who the? I can't believe in rebranding WCW. They looked at WWF with the attitude logo and were like, "Hey, let's make this." Yeah, that shit. Yeah, sucks. horrible, horrible yeah. logo. Terrible. Horrible logo. Mm-mm. No one likes it. Yeah. So... so you didn't get batteries. You're gonna get I didn't batteries, get batteries. For the next time. I don't know if I ever want to open this because now it's like NRFB, NRFB. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't want to open that. Nope. Don't want to open it. Uh, So Chi-Town Spurs says, I know you guys like Raj, but the mental health comment was way out of line. Um, Um, I mean, look, there's a reason I wasn't going to take or I wasn't going to touch the story. Um, But they're saying it's out of line that Raj was like because of mental health. And, you know, it, it, it seemed a little 
out there. I don't think he needed to put it that way to try to get his story. Remember, I told you guys, and it's for this reason. It's like mental health isn't like a a hot news bit, not a hot bit that we need to be like, oh, my God, we need to hear more about that. I mean, it's it's to me and um, and, you know, just talking with Sean about it to me, it's it's more about. that stuff we have to talk specifically with the wrestler about. Right, exactly. Um, like yeah. it's mental health. I don't want to like have mental health issues and then I go online and everyone's talking yeah. about my fucking mental health. That's worse yeah, for your so mental I, health. I, I will say it, it's a delicate situation. And if you broach that in an article, you got you've got more real estate to explain it. But when you're trying to rush and get it into a tweet and fit right. a certain amount of characters, it's going to come off away. Um, but that's, again, why I'm like, I. it was very strange that he just kept trying to get it out there. He kept trying to tweet mm-hmm. something to get that news out there. Um, right. But, but hey, no, you know, I, get out you live. I don't know. Um, let's see. And Phantom says, what's your takes on All Out having 10 times more black representation than Clash? Seems like quite the ratio. What look, you think, Phantom? Come so, on, bro. So look, I, I tweeted the other day, and I had been working on that stat a while, and I was trying to get everybody in AEW to leak me which black re- I was I knew it was Dante Martin, but I just need a confirmation. You were like, I need one more confirmation. Is there gonna be one more brother on this? Yes yeah, or cause, no. Because I, I tweeted that stat out. I had had that in my drafts a while. And I was like, uh the the stat because I've been working on it. I went through every pay-per-view going back to like 2016. I was trying to see like how much how, how many more shows had um this much representation, how many this year have had it. Cause I pointed out that um the first uh, Impact pay-per-view this year, which was um, Hard to Kill. Uh, that had, uh, what was that, five, I think six matches. No, it was five matches also that featured um, black wrestlers. Oh, let's and go, so, Impact. Shout out to Yeah, them. so Impact did really well. And I mentioned that the Royal Rumble had 12 black wrestlers featured throughout the show. Sweet. Granted, like 11 of them the were Royal in Rumble. the Royal Rumble. 11 yeah. of them were in Royal Rumbles, but mm-hmm. um, nonetheless, they did. And so I, I've been going through, I've been picking out the stats, but I went to everybody, everybody that I knew would know that I'm like, Hey, yes or no. It's Dante Martin in the ladder match, because that's the, um, I, I was like, I'm pretty sure he is because I've been watching dark and he had the match with AR Fox and he won on elevation as well. And I'm like, okay, it seems like they are trying to make sure he's credible enough to be in this match. Uh, I feel like he's in it. I just, I need the confirmation. Otherwise, this stat's inaccurate until mm. I know for sure. And uh, the most I was getting is, I think he is. Mm. Uh, maybe. Um, look, I had even asked Tony, and he kind of stonewalled me on that. I asked everybody. I'm like, just somebody give me confirmation. And then finally, it was posted. And I was like, okay, that's what I needed. And I tweeted it as soon as it was out. Um, look, as far as Clash is concerned, um, I don't know the circumstances around why Bobby Lashley's not on the card, why the New Day's not on the card. I don't know that. Um, and I mean, I don't know. What's, is there a travel thing? I don't know. But Bianca's on the card, so I know that. Um, a black travel thing? Yeah. I'm not saying that, that. Look, I'm not saying that, look, black people can't get in the UK. What I mean is, um, is there like a reason? Because there's. There, because there are also the white street profits not there. Like, there's a whole like, what's going on here? <laughs> there Y'all are not. There the are also non-black <laughs> performers <laughs> not on the card. Flash card up because they was trying to well, black people like Nando's, don't they? Don't they have that there? We we want to go to the UK too. We like I'm it saying there. though is either way, 
<laughs> black people um, like Nando's is funny. <laughs> you know me. I, I don't like to like dwell on on a whole lot of negativity. So more so, I am going to appreciate the fact that All Out looks um, a we lot. We just like it. It's not about other people yeah. not doing it. Like anytime someone does it, we like it. So it's yeah, cool. I, 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 I love. I absolutely love seeing black representation anywhere I get to see it. And, and so, on top of that, the representation that is represented, we are very strong. We feel very strongly about it and we have connections to. So like even more than it just being like a bunch of black wrestlers, a bunch of black wrestlers that we are familiar with. We know some of them are family, some of them are friends. Like it's it's great. It's amazing. It's great. This paper is going to be awesome. The one thing that I saw pointed out, and this was the part that I liked most, was that um, I think so there's a lot of negativity around dark. Yes. Um, Right in in elevation things like that, but one of the things somebody pointed out, and that was the part I was kind of happiest to see, was that there's been a natural rise for like guys like the acclaimed, right? Mm -hmm. Who who did start out as talent on dark, they were actually losers on dark. Then they became <laughs> winners on dark. Then they became losers on TV, and then they became winners on TV. And it was just like this gradual rise for them where you can literally pinpoint because Dark is out there from the beginning. I went back to try to find Max Caster's first rap on Dark um, just to see how much it all progressed because he definitely simplified it over time because Max is a good rapper. Like people mm -hmm. like this is bars because they're like uh, they're, they're real simple. But I'm like, listen to the early stuff where he really tried to do some complex bars and nobody could catch you on. You can't. Yeah, and so um, it became like, okay, you got to slow it down and simplify it and mm -hmm. just do a very poetic, simple, simple, simple rhyme. And now the thing that rhymes with that and the crowd goes, oh, and it's eight like bars, that's, dude. That's all you need. I yeah. need eight bars. That's it. And, and that's it. And they keep it real simple. But like I was listening to the early stuff and I'm like, it's there's a huge contrast between what um, Max Caster was doing before. But either way. He had a rise, right? Like one of the things people like to point out is the fact that Powerhouse Hobbs um, lost to Orange Cassidy. He no lost second. Orange Cassidy in seconds in his first match on Dark. Twelve point three six, I think he says. It, it it man, when you, think, <laughs> when you look at the growth, my man was losing mm. in seconds. Now he's got the Cody Vader. Come on, bro. Um, yeah, and, and like, the bro. biggest difference there too was the fact that when he uh, first came in, like he wasn't. Not only was he not signed, they didn't even. They just like picked him out of the lineup. They're like, we. Weren't even yeah, thinking he, about it. It was, was just we needed some, yeah, it yeah. was just we need somebody to lose to Orange Cassidy real quick. Mm -hmm. And so here he is. Uh but like thinking about him coming from there to and his rise and how like now he's in a spot where it's it's he's one gonna of the, beat Ricky Starks on it's, Sunday, it's, baby. Let's it's, go. It's in one of the primary matches on um on the pay-per-view. And so yeah. it isn't just a case of like, hey, we signed guys like Keith Lee and Swerve like that happened too but also there's in uh, Athena as well um, they developed but, it, it, but it's like working. you look at yeah you look at um uh Jade Cargill I can't believe I, I struggle with that when I'm wearing a shirt <laughs> uh, but you look at Jade Cargill you look at the acclaimed you look at uh powerhouse Hobbs Ricky Starks has always said he considers himself homegrown doesn't care yep. what anybody says on that um, but he's trying like, to distance himself from the NWA. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But when you look at that and you look at the fact that, yeah, these, there has been kind of an organic rise that it doesn't just feel, um, like I felt last year 
with a lot of the calls for it. You know, I, I understood the calls last year because of course I want to see more black people on my TV screens easily. Um, I never ever wanted to feel tokenized. I never wanted mm-hmm. to feel like, um, you know, the, the old phrase, the here nigga damn, right? Like mm-hmm. I never wanted to feel like, uh, oh, you know, you just, you got it because we said we we're going to do it. I always want to see it. Affirmative action. I want to feel like somebody is there because they got there the same way that their non-black counterparts did, which is the organic rise in front of the fans. That's what I want to see. And the fact is, across this card, that's the part I'm most feeling good about, is every one of these acts is an act that got there via the same build that their other counterparts did. That shit is cool. And Yeah, um, man. Uh, Speaking of dark, oof, AR Fox versus Dante's. Ooh, that was fire. That was super fire. Shout AR out Fox got all <laughs> his shit, and that's a. It's you know that they're they feel something about AR Fox one putting them in that position, letting them get all his shit off, and uh, I think it'll be great to sign AR Fox. They say a lot about sign this guy, sign this person, sign this blah 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 off a of great dark showings, but AR Fox is so much more than he's so good that it, he's. On top of being a great wrestler, like he, they're gonna have an automatic coach in the back too. That's in in the fire. You know what I mean? Like he could coach while you know wrestling. So if he does get signed, that'll be a great pickup. He's amazing. That match was awesome. Dante Martin is incredible as always. I'm sure he's gonna do something nuts in this ladder match on Sunday. And can I tell you, there are a lot of people advocating for AR Fox to be in that company. Definitely. Um, there's a lot of people who are like, who mm-hmm. have worked with him and yeah. who are like, we, but that's been across the board. There are people advocating for him in NXT. There are people who, yep. they pretty just, much everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's, I mean, when he, when half a year dark show is his talent, it's like, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people who, there are just a lot of people who came through AR Fox's training and feel like I mean somebody has a briefcase on the other show and he exists because AR Fox gave him the shit. You could see AR like I was saying that on Twitter. You could see AR Fox's influence on Austin Theory every time. If you oh, watch yeah, that match sure. and then you you think about Theory, you're like, oh yeah, look at you oh, can see God. where it comes from right here. Hold this on, is hold it. on. I completely forgot about this. Um, I knew that WWE was getting better. But when I was sitting watching that that segment with Theory and Gargano, I was mm-hmm. like, Theory is almost a different character now. Like he, he is. is just way better. That promo is better than anything else he's done on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know who else is better? Riddle. Like yeah. I cannot. Uh, well, you know why that is, right? <laughs> but, is it because okay, of what okay, we're okay. talking about? Because he's in no, the streets. He's, he's, no, he, he's gonna say. <laughs> uh seth rollins but um, oh oh my bad i thought uh, we were going a different nah, direction okay i mean we could go there too if you want but that's funny just... because both of those examples they the reason that they didn't work is because vince tried to make both of them goofy they had austin theory yeah. doing Yo. goofy faces the whole time and, and, was and really and holding people back if we're and all of that nonsense yeah, Selfie, like, and I... then they had matt riddle as the fucking token comedy stoner guy i hate it but like, like uh, no he was a stoner if like you've never met an actual stoner right like, yeah. man was just like yeah this is what stoners are like like when <laughs> when uh the st- they'd have the stoner episode in the sitcom in 1994 and I'd be like that's how you're gonna act you're gonna be all goofy and dumb and it's like that's not i don't <laughs> yeah no 
But yeah, when like, they eliminate those things and it's like, oh yeah, Matt Riddle was a badass yeah. UFC fighter that beats ass and Austin Theory is a fucking prodigy and really is about that. If you just let him talk and let them both talk how they really are, it's going to be a big difference. Yeah, so. I, I felt like somebody stuff. came backstage and was like, yeah, he's like uh, he's like James Franco in, uh, in uh, Pineapple Express and, and Vince just turned around like, yeah, yeah James Franco, <laughs> act like James Franco, James Franco, that's you now. <laughs> And they're like, Vince, have you ever seen Pineapple Express? Like, I saw the trailer. <laughs> what are they about? Her? Act like Jane Franco. I told you what to do. He's like, it's a, it's about smoothies, right? That's <laughs> about weed, Vince. What's wrong with you? Yeah, the I of La Lucha says about forty five minutes behind. When did Christopher Williams start hosting the show? What is that supposed to? <laughs> okay, that's the homie from uh, New Jack City. <laughs> Much love, <laughs> fellas. This weekend is what's the homie song though? What, what was the song? Don't wake me. Yes, I'm dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, why did he? Why did he come up to that court? Why did he come to that courtroom, man? I always think about that every time I look at New Jack City. Mm-hmm. Why did he come to court? He <laughs> every time, man. That scene kills me every time. <laughs> That's right. It was him. Kareem Akbar. <laughs> Keep in mind, me? folks. Me? I love it. <laughs> Keep in mind with the light jokes that literally I am just well lit. Yeah, okay. because I keep this ring light right here. Mm-hmm. You see, look how bright my hands yo, get when I do yo, it. That's, the, that's what all the debarge people say too. My like, man, it's really, my it's man, really lit in here. If my man start copying, please, like yo, it's the light. <laughs> it's the light. <laughs> that's what El Debarge also said too. Like it's really bright in here. I don't know. Watch out. <laughs> oh shit. Wrestle Voice says, "Excellent work, brothers. Finally getting a chance to watch live. Uh, you are all an awesome example of excellence. Keep it up." Quick question. Is Will a part of the X-Men with that mutant-like ridiculous memory? Honestly, man, I don't know how you do that. Still, every time you yeah. do it, every time you're like, in 2001, it was September 3rd, and I'm like, yo, how do you yeah, how I got the, like that? I had the craziest compliment on that yesterday, and I'll tell you guys off air. Uh, but For Your Wear says, quick question. How do Will be remembering all this young No, man. Shout out to uh, Blue, by the way, man. Yeah, shout, shout out to Blue. Blue. Yeah, that's hilarious. We're um, all wondering about Will. Okay, you guys. <laughs> Ryan says, "Let's just be real here. TK will change the arena lighting or an announcer camera position from a single tweet. But how long have people been asking about a second women's match?" He I just mean, Ryan is spitting some facts here. I like, mean, when he wants to see when he wants to see something, he'll see it. That's a but, fact. But but what are people asking? That's the question. Because if you're asking for something as simple as like moving graphics, that's a little bit different than saying, "Hey." Cut this part of the programming that I don't like to put more women in there. That's not quite the same. Like, and I, little, I, I'm not. That's not to knock down your argument. That is a very fair point. It but I, I do think that some people aren't as reasonable as you're making it out to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, let's see. Monique S says uh, the people being fake outraged over t- uh, Thunder Rosa are the same ones that used to cry about diversity in AEW, but now refuses to admit AEW has made strides to correct that. Those people only care about agendas. Big facts, um, Monique. There's, yeah, there's, there's, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's with look. everything, with every, with every real argument to anything. There's somebody hiding behind that argument that doesn't really care about that, and they're just propping it up because they don't like the product. Right. Yeah. 
That's just I mean, the case with everything. I mean, look, I had a I had a tweet this morning that I called out because um uh, look, I don't care who was behind it because, again, it's not about people to me. It's about takes, and I will call out a dumbass take. And uh, when I saw the tweet that had said that uh, it was like, well, the uh, let me find it really quick because, again, oh, there it was, that it was noting that it's, you know, is it really diversity if Tony is putting all the black folks in matches against each other? To which, uh, and they're like never working with the top white guys. To which I said, black wrestlers facing other black wrestlers is more black Who wrestlers on your TV screen. Who said that? I'm not even, they're not worth the acknowledgement. I said, oh, I know who said it then. Okay, yeah. so. Uh, I said, we're, if, we're, you, I said, if you feel you that, any, I said, if you feel that anything black, is invalid due to the lack of presence of non-black people. Or I shouldn't have even said that because honestly, they specifically said white. So let me rephrase that. If you feel that anything black is invalid due to the lack of the presence of white people, you are literally perpetuating white supremacy. That is white supremacy. You're literally saying this thing is invalid without a white person. That is how white savior movies have gotten by forever, right? That's how that's... That's that's actually a very classic thing that ha- has been felt across the board when it comes to um, black presentation. That uh, we have to make sure it's validated with having a white presence on it. That's white supremacy. That's exactly what that is. I don't know who did did this tweet, but I'm gonna just tell him to worry about his bald head. So, <laughs> um, on that, they did. Uh, by the way, they did do what you asked, and they did put them against the best tag team in the world and the Young Bucks. But you know what people like that guy did? They said that that win didn't matter because they weren't supposed to beat the Young Bucks. The only reason the Young Bucks lost is because they didn't want to lose to FDR. Yeah. And so when they do do Which it— Which isn't true, still, by the way. Right. So when they do do it, you move the goalpost anyway. So, yeah, yeah just just admit you're a liar, counselor. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> clown. Like I said, I don't care about the people. It's just like that take to me is weird as hell. Oh, I thought it was Duke. Oh, I, I don't I care about counselor head. either, but he's a fucking oh, yeah. clown. I said but it on like, this so podcast. What, uh, so what I was going to say is like, Gosh. I feel that because to me, like one, you wouldn't have said that about Sasha versus Naomi, or not Sasha no. versus Naomi, Sasha versus um versus Bianca. You wouldn't have said that, right? Mm-hmm. You would, yeah. You looked at that, and it was just a case of, oh my God, we have two black women in the main event of Night One of WrestleMania. Like you're not going to invalidate that by saying, well, Becky's not here. Well, mm-hmm. Charlotte's not here. Well, no. Why would you invalidate that when at the end of the day, you have given the stage to two black women and two black women are getting the platform and so to me when i see swerve and keith lee versus the acclaimed i'm seeing to me the over the last three years the most valued tag titles in the business being competed over on pay-per-view on what statistically has been the most drawn pay-per-view of this company and they're it's being their, competed their over. biggest pay-per-view of the year yeah too. biggest pay-per-view of the year and it's being competed over by two black tag teams. Look, a hell, put Stefan Smith in there as referee. To me, I'm like, that, that, uh, honestly. I can't uh, watch that and say, oh, I wish there was some uh, white wrestler in there. What are you talking about, dude? I'm saying two amazing black tag teams. That's what we want. I want to see. Come on, dude, stop it. That's how I'm going to see it, no matter what the company is. 
if we're still on pack watch because I've been waiting to light homie up for a minute. Um, hey, <laughs> no, I'm not like I said. No, 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 no. My hands on the tag rope. My hands out there. Tag me. In. Um, nah. Uh, listen, sir. Um, you can say what you want, but when you came to AEW with that sign with WWE Gareth on it, hey, WWE Gareth is racist, fam. Don't tell me nothing about what you care about representation and nothing else when you are front for a dude that's racist. Fuck out of here. Paywall Talking about Phil the Malachi stuff. The, uh, regular show. I thought Paywall Phil stayed over there. No, nah, I've been sick of dude for here. a minute. Let's Stop go. paying any attention to clowns like him. Stop engaging with troll accounts like him and Gareth and all the rest of these losers. Paywall Phil's in the fucking building, baby. Shytown's first says, I mean, that's not his to share, and that's on uh, regard to the yes. uh, Malachi stuff. Exactly. What, is, what is the origin of this name, by the way, Shytown Spurs? Are you a Spurs fan that lives in Chicago, <laughs> or are you a Chicagoan that moved to San Antonio? Which I need it? to know all about that. Uh, Rich H says, uh, would not have thought Worlds Collide could have a chance of having match of the weekend, then Melo versus Ricochet got announced. Give them 30 minutes, HBK. Agreed. That's going to be a great match. I think Mello, Mello, a shout out to Mello for booking a match off of Twitter. It usually does not work, but he made it happen. And he got his match with Ricochet, and Ricochet is going to come with something to prove. And they're all going to have something to prove because of the time slot. They're going to try to have the best show of the day. People in the locker room are thinking that we're on the, the same day as All Out. Let's try to have a better show than them. That's wrestling 101. So it's going to be super fun. I think they're going to do a lot of super interesting things. NXT has been the worst program for a lot of time. But, you know, the last couple of weeks, it hasn't been that bad. So shout out to them. Um, I have my answer for this next one, but I'm curious. Uh, Jay says, confession, I'm black and never seen New Jack City. What's a black iconic movie you've never seen? Oh, that's a good question, Jay. Um, I, it's not a movie, but I've never seen The Wire. Same. I have seen The Wire. Uh, I I probably would it, say The Wire, only, too. That's a good, great answer, because like people are like, The Wire, I'm going to murder you. And I'm like, it's yeah. only been a year, so still a shot. But I never got around to watching Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, and Oh, that's that's a good one. I like that movie. Uh I yeah, I still didn't get a chance to watch it. So uh, it's, it's hard to not it's hard to watch it and not get mad. So yeah, a lot of movies like that, like I, black trauma movies, are I, I usually tend to stay away from them. So, um, what about a like classic one, like one from like one like the Temptations or something or like I mean, I've definitely seen the Temptations. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably not one to use. I mean, uh, I will say this: back in the um blockbuster video days we rented everything mm-hmm. and we'd sit around as a family and and watch them all and so um like i remember when hell i even remember when waiting to exhale came out that was a big one in in our house uh i've seen the wood a million times i don't think i've ever seen baby boy from start to you know, finish i've seen see, i've seen it i've seen oh. it but i've never seen it from like the start it's the beginning from second zero 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 to the end i've seen all of it on I, I have multiple times, i have no, I, I was gonna say my confession about <laughs> baby boy is i have only seen it on pet that's censored. what i'm saying yeah, yeah exactly. i've seen it censored i've seen it where it's very clearly not tyrese's voice that's like forget you <laughs> <laughs> it's so good 
It might man, be you're out here talking like one. man, you're out here talking all that stuff. Like, <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> like when the voice clearly changes, like it is not Ving Rames anymore, mm. and it didn't even like try. Nah, I have I've seen it. I have only ever seen it on how uh, BET. Have you only seen his interpretation. Because <laughs> uh, like, the way the way I end up watching a lot of stuff is that I will just be watching what I came to BET for, mm-hmm. and like it's been airing for like 20 years on so BET long. and then afterwards I'm like and now time for the BET afternoon movie and then I'd be like all right let me change it and then like I'm five minutes in and I'm like or not and then uh I'll just sit there and then it goes to commercial I'm like all right now I'm gonna find something now nah, but I really want to see where this is going mm-hmm. and I'll sit through that stupid ass commercial break and wait for it to come back I want to see what Taraji is talking about on here Definitely yep. want to see what Tarachi talking about. Definitely big facts. That was supposed to be Tupac, if you guys don't know trivia, that the Tyrese role was supposed to be played by Tupac Shakur, I, but we I, murdered him. I can't see uh Tupac doing some of the scenes in that movie. Yeah, like, I feel like it would wild. they would have changed they would have changed some things if Pac played. Oh but, yeah, because like they, they they catered it to it being Tyrese. They're like, okay, we're switching from a hardcore rapper to an R and B dude. So like let's Tyrese switch it got up. knocked out a few times in that movie, man. Like, he, it, it was, <laughs> yo, when he when he took that uh punch from Snoop and then like fell out like he was about to faint, I was like, yo. <laughs> Yeah, Pac wouldn't have done that. It would have yeah, been no. much different. And when Bing Rames hung him up, I think it, it would have been Rames, some different things. Bing Rames, the, the sound effect on that punch when he went through that, that glass table is one of the craziest things in that movie. It sounded like a Rocky punch. For real. Shy town also says, there's a wing stop at the end of my block. Sandwich is pretty good. We'll put it slightly below Popeye's. You didn't answer our questions, Shy town Spur. You're talking about wing stop. We want to know about that username. Uh, and on, Tremaine says Sasha versus Naomi would be a juke jam. <laughs> um, Want to see it? I'm so need to see it. Let's see. Uh, continuing through because now I want to read these uh, Humper chats because there uh, there's some excellent ones in there. Sweet. And wait, now wait, I just got that, don't there, wake is, me. I'm dreaming. It's just stuck in my head. Wait, is that route. real? That's got to be fake. Tupac was supposed to be Mace Windu. Get out of here, man. That's not true. No, that, that, there's <laughs> no goddamn true. one. There, I feel like I've seen, not, I've seen no. like a little, uh-uh. like a little. Uh-uh. That is not true. Uh-uh. I've no, seen no, like no, a no, little no, no, Facebook no. blurb that's like, yeah, Tupac might have been. Man, you, well, you read on Facebook. It. All A lot of stuff on Facebook is a lie. Nah, there's no way in hell. Look you don't it. think Pac Okay, first off. No, it's not that I don't think Pac could do it. It's that, look. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace came out in 1999. By 99, Samuel L. Jackson had a prolific film career. This man had already done Pulp Fiction. This man had been around. The, like this wasn't just like Samuel L. Jackson who had the the robbery role in Coming to America. Like this was Samuel L. Jackson had already been through the 90s by this point. I love Tupac. All right, Bro, but like not, they were, but not nah, to the, all eyes on me. me George Lucas, the world, strictly for my niggas. He, he also had that. But, but like, Tupac was in here too. George Lucas was not looking at gang related and gridlock <laughs> and being like they're, they're trying like, to say that he read for the role. I just I, all right. George Lucas' Man. favorite movie was Above the Rim. Come on, dude. You know what? Yo. <laughs> George Lucas. George Lucas has definitely seen Above the Rim. I've seen it twice. King Grail says so. Um, is WWE going with Miz 
got violated angle if so yeah they was acting real real weird with no, the Miz stuff man going i hope on. We, are we doing the hide and reich stuff again I, it's, oh. it's looking like it because oh, miz is looking no. real shaken up out no. here man okay we got our answer shy town spurs this is actually in regards to the english soccer team mm. uh tottenham hotspur called spurs mm-hmm. for short um actually playing tk's team tomorrow there you go that's how you bring it back around baby appreciate hey. you look at that all right uh i want to read some of these humper chats because there's a lot i can't tell if one of these was for us because uh it was sent 20 hours ago it's and like for us. We're, we're, we're we're claiming it as ours <laughs> yeah that's ours <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know when like sean tabulates at the end of the month where this one was for yeah, um, that was that's us sean that's that's our number that's on our board yeah uh let's see it says Silk the Shocker's my favorite rapper. Like, no, that wasn't for us. <laughs> That's for somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Always will get a shot in. Until the end, man. Until the end. Silk the Shocker just loves Silk the Shocker just loves Grassley. He's like, That's my favorite show. And then he comes and listens to it and we're just burying him all the time. He's just man, Silk the Shocker <laughs> didn't hurt nobody. Except <laughs> Except other, except our ears in the nineties, but and um, feature songs when he came and ruined it. Yo, him. somebody <laughs> just sent me a clip from the Horse and Carriage remix, and one of the first comments is, "Well, man, can't nobody tell me that Silk Silk uh, verse ain't hot." And I'm like, <laughs> "I'll tell you, bro, I, I got some, I got some news for you, buddy." <laughs> Honestly, my least favorite Silk verse has to be because, like, I just can't believe that this man had a track with Jay Z. Yes, and, uh, and what and, was it? It was and what he we was about. still the shocker. Like, and, write and, me uh, one, Jay. You're here. Let me get a verse, bro. And if he's telling did... the truth, and he didn't pay for that verse, yeah. Ooh. What? <laughs> Shit. And like, I can't believe you have Jay here, and you didn't just be like, "Hey, can you just write this for me?" Yeah, let like... me get a couple <laughs> bars, Jay. You're here. He's not, he, he, came came like, dumb, he has to be on beat, so it doesn't even matter oh, if somebody wrote God. it for him. Yeah, he he so. has a line in there. There's no way anybody wrote this for him, but Silk the Shocker. There's a line in that song that says, "If you hate me, stop. If you're jealous, Silk the Shock, Jigga, Master P, No Limit." What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the the rhyming bar to come in. Like, is this gonna is this gonna bring it back around or what's going on here? <laughs> I started saying who his homies were. <laughs> what, what? It's not the shocker, <laughs> Master Shout P. Out to Silk. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Shout out to the homie though, man. Oh shit! Like I. I don't know. I'm sorry. Hey, his brother helped him out a lot, man. Let's just, just say that. Uh, hey, so he let's was making see. that money, though, man. So if this sad. one was for us, I'm happy to answer it. Because Meet Norma says, uh, what's good, fellas? Megan Thee Stallion twerking in She-Hulk in the post credit <laughs> scene is the best thing Disney Plus, uh, best thing on Disney Plus since Loki. I yeah, this is definitely for us. <laughs> uh, Drew losing at the castle, MJF in the ladder match, and CM Punk uh, in Shy. Um, when I tell you that I laughed a lot harder than I I should have at first the court scene um, when it cut her in the back of the court scene and she's just like yeah there's only one Megan the Stallion ah I was like yeah <laughs> no that was great I, <laughs> that was fucking hilarious <laughs> I love that. I, I I like the whole episode to be honest I am liking She Hulk like I knew what it was gonna be that it was gonna be a show where essentially you know it's She Hulk attorney at law and so. 
being that she is an attorney, litigating cases from previous Marvel movies mm-hmm. is actually kind of a dope concept. Yeah, I like a dope concept. I like that the movie, like, I like that, um, one, the movie essentially, the show has reaffirmed that as people have argued over the years, now you got no argument. Mm-hmm. The Incredible Hulk is canon to the MCU. It just is. And well, it always was, uh, wasn't it? Well, some people have argued that it's not. Um, that I remember when, um, uh, what's his name? When uh, William Hurt, which didn't he just die? Um, yeah. But yeah, like when William Hurt, yeah. Uh, this year, he died in March. Um, ah, that was this and, year? Yeah, that was this year. Uh, like seven days iron. before his birthday, too. I didn't know that. Uh, but uh, yeah, when William Hurt appeared, he said that um, I am not playing. He basically kind of created a lot of it. Uh, when he talked about um, his presence in the MCU, because he said, I'm not playing the same role I played in Hulk. Mm. Uh, and everybody's like, yeah, you are. Your your character's literally Ross. You're the Ross. same character. Yeah. And he's like, but it's not the same Ross. He said it's not the same Ross. So uh, what you talking about? What you the talking bro about? was just method at him. He's like, no, this is mine. It's going to be different. Yeah, but no, even that line of uh, of Hulk saying, uh, no, I'm a different guy now. I'm literally a different guy. Was a, was that a was a great line. Incredible mm-hmm. Hulk. Yeah, that was a great line. He said, um, I'm a completely different person now. Literally. And that, was, that was a great line. Because, yeah, it's still canon, even if. Canon, uh, canon, canon. You know, my brother does that every time I say canon as well. That mm-hmm. must just be like if you just happen to grow up on mixtapes in mm-hmm. the uh, in the two thousands. Yep. Canon. I watched, his, I watched his interview with Rory and Maul too. That was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. DJ Drama. Drama got it. Drama got to relax on that Beijing, bro. Yeah. That, no, that he had the Beijing going on. Yeah, Beijing was going. You got to relax, man. Yeah. There's um, been some good interview, good hip hop interviews though, because also Cam on a Million Dollars a Game was hilarious too. Cam bam, is so that, funny, man. That Cam interview and the Mace interview on mm-hmm. Million Dollars Worth a Game, yeah, the, good stuff, great, man. That, great nah, content. Wa- yeah, Gilly and Wallow are killing it, man. They are. Mace created some memes. It's it. He did a whole bunch of them, man. <laughs> hilarious. Uh, Van Twin Blade says uh, two things. One, Camaro Jackson versus Mike Outlaw. For the crown of glory title has been announced and two please give the following people dnd classes um and uh i better not be says, on this list van twin blade you are um <laughs> so the three of us srs denise uh alex palowski kate and germa meme who's that last person trying to think about D and D classes in this case because um, tell I don't know I don't know what that is did, what I do not know this man <laughs> I've heard about it but I don't I have no idea what it entails and I don't want to learn I'm 36 this is the perfect time to learn. <laughs> Oh God, Maggie's in our chat. Did you see when Denise put that picture up and was like, uh, "Let me know uh, when you see it." And the first thing I was like, "That Maggie's in this picture," and and that's not what it was. It's clearly the, the baby that everybody was laughing. At. I was mm-hmm. like, "But Maggie is in this picture." <laughs> like it looked just like it. Yeah. I was like, "Do people not see this?" 
Um, I will give that a little more thought. As a matter of fact, I would love to do at least a one time. I recognize it would take forever and I would have to dedicate a lot of time to it. But a fightful D&D game might actually be kind of fun. I have uh, no idea how to stream. play D&D. I've never <laughs> played it in my entire life. This is like putting hero clicks in front of me. I don't know what the hell you're doing with this. Like, and you know what? I think it would be kind of fun with you not knowing. That's even better. That's the entertainment value. Okay. Coffee I mean, Black. I for it, buddy. Yeah. Coffee Black says, shout out to the homies. I will be going to my first live AEW show this Sunday and couldn't be more excited. Hey, That's your first show, you lucky son of a gun. Coffee Black. Yeah, wow. Hey, make sure you come say hi to us. Denise and I will be outside filming. So if you happen to be around, definitely. We're trying to come outside. Um, just man on the street stuff. We're going to interview people and y'all see are, what... Y'all are doing acts of black man? With, uh, mm. <laughs> I like that idea. That's a great idea. We're, we're just doing man on the street stuff. We're just trying to see what the people are excited about. What, what are you excited about? I want to see The Undertaker beat up Bret Hart. He's going to win the WWF Championship, and it's going to be so cool. We're walking around uh, outside of now arena. You've got great Chi-Town boobs. <laughs> great Chi-Town. Those are some great Chi-Town boobs. What the fake mustache and everything. That would be amazing. That yeah. would be amazing. No, and yeah, he'd I mean, be canceled very fast. So don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, they get him out of here. Oh, yeah. So, either way, Denise and I are going to be filming. Um, and... We're gonna put all that content out. I don't know. She's really, she's got really quick turnarounds for her content. The fact mm-hmm. that she went to uh, the the WrestleMania party, filmed all them interviews, came home and had them all nine interviews she did up by morning. Like that is working. Uh, like I, I I rag on Denise a lot because she deserves it, but um, I will say that she yeah, is the hardest working person in wrestling media, and mm-hmm. it's without peer. Yep. So give, um, give, give Denise some money, you guys. Quit playing. And uh, Coffee Black also said, I love all the Power Rangers discussion, but I have a special place in my heart for the big, bad Beetleborgs. Um, big, bad mm-hmm. Beetleborgs. Yeah. Three <laughs> typical average kids love to read their comic strips. Which <laughs> one they will be? Big, bad Beetleborgs. Beetleborgs. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we can't smoke that. <laughs> Big bad Beetleborgs, man. Life is yeah. crazy. Look, man, the amount. Okay, so. Obviously, I'm a big Power Rangers fan. Obviously, I'm a big Power Rangers collector, all that shit. But I will tell you, every single second attempt at power rangers i was also into like we tried to do superhuman samurai cyber squad yes seen every episode of superhuman samurai boy that show is terrible we want we want some dudes do some people doing karate and shit that's what we want yeah just speed look i've kind of carnation i've told the story about my brother auditioning for vr troopers Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched all of them anyway. Masked yes. Rider, I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and like as a Sentai guy, I'm also into Common Rider, and so I have seen a lot of that. Look, I have a lot of geeky interests. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people would be shocked that they're like, "Well, you're married with children," because like you actually got a woman to like sit okay, and listen Al to you Bundy. at any point. I'm like, yeah, uh, but um, it could work for you too. It could. The key is, don't be dishonest about your geekery. That's just it. Like, you got to come out the gate and be like, look, just come this out, is what it is. Just come out the gate. I mean, the beauty for me is when I met my wife, it was, 
I met her on June 19th, 2009. And uh, we were at a party. It was actually Tea's party. Um, and we were... Tea's trying to keep you having some wild parties, bro. No, I'm saying. <laughs> no, I mean, back, back <laughs> then... Watching. Not, not, back then, that was the case. We had some... Uh, we used to have wild parties, and, and um, she... <laughs> Will she was about in, to get into it. He said, no. we had some... Uh... <laughs> well, so she came in... So Corey came in from out of town. She was just... She was visiting a friend who we had invited to this party. And so... You know, we told we had a mutual friend. She was like, hey, my friends are coming in from out of town. Um, and I said, bring him to the party. Bring everybody. We're going to mm-hmm. have fun. So anyway, I ended up hitting <laughs> bring, a, bring a bunch of it. <laughs> yeah, bring, bring a busload. <laughs> I had uh, so I hit it off with Corey at the party. But I will say this. When she asked me what I was in, getting into the next day, she's like, I'm here for the weekend. Um, I'm just visiting Denver for the weekend. She's like, what are you getting into tomorrow? You know what I said? I have the four-year anniversary of my podcast tomorrow, so <laughs> thought you're gonna tell her you're watching Taboo Tuesday or something. Taboo Tuesday. Nah, this, this was a Friday. This was a Friday night. She asked me what I was doing on Saturday, and back at the time, RBR was on Saturday nights, and I said to her, uh, "I have uh, can't. So I got a podcast. I, yeah, I can't. I got a podcast." And she was like, "What's the podcast about?" And I said, "Professional wrestling." And she's like, Damn "Really?" It. And I went, mm-hmm. "Yep. Yeah, I spend most of my time." podcasting about professional wrestling oh, and you know God. what we got married two years later so i'm you telling go. you it can work for you and this many yeah. years later you're still doing the same thing spending most of your time podcasting about pro can wrestling. i tell you when i told her <laughs> i've been doing a podcast for four years at the time she went four years that's a really long time mm. and now i'm looking at 17 goddamn years no, man. She and i've been together 13 years and the only thing that's been going longer than my marriage is me doing podcasts. Yeah, no, I think Phil's right on the money. She knew, but she was like, damn, he could do that for four years. So he's, he's a committed man. man. I'm going to hang on to that. He he could do this for four years about some nerdy-ass wrestling. He's sticking around forever. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was hard, too, because, like, she's like, you know, I'll check out wrestling, see what you're talking about. And, like, back then it was, like, guest host to Arrow Raw. That was bad, and I'm yeah. like, oh. <laughs> bad time. <laughs> Please don't check it out. Bob Barker's like, going to be hosting on Monday. Do not watch this. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> you see Vern Troyer rapping with Mark Henry, and you're oh, like. Oh, I did like what Cedric Alexander, uh, Cedric, Cedric, Cedric the Entertainer, had a match. That was pretty mm-hmm. hot. Deep war suit. That was a weird time. Guess weird time. There. Oh, but, my God. But this like I said, the fact psycho. that she stuck around is uh, because she's like, do you really like like this stuff? And I'm like. No, I kind of just like complain about it on podcasts, mm-hmm. but uh, that's what we do. And then eventually I decided not to complain about podcasts anymore or complain on podcasts anymore. And uh, now Grap City exists. Life has been different since I stopped doing that two yeah. months ago. Thanks, two Triple months H. ago. <laughs> I appreciate Jennifer. it, Paul. Jennifer says, so happy to see y'all so many times this week. Love the Q&A yesterday. Uh, throwing you love and making sure and make sure you take some time to rest with how busy you are. Thank you so much because uh, Talking yeah, to you, he's not going to rest, Jennifer. He's going to he's getting up for fi- at 5 a.m. for a flight. No, like here's the thing. Um, <laughs> shout out to, um, to to Hollywood Hank, man. But he wanted to talk to me yesterday. And I was like, because we were talking via text and I was like, uh, I have nothing left in me. I have been talking for 10 straight hours. And so 
uh, I can chat via text, but I I don't have anything. You, you don't have the spaces with the boys? <laughs> like I I couldn't. Um, but he had asked me to do the spaces yesterday, and I was I thought I could, but no more, no more talking. Yeah. And of course, I'm having lunch with a friend in a couple of hours and to talk some more. So to, to go talk some more, yeah. Uh, so it's Friday. Got to get down on Friday. Everybody's it's looking Friday, forward to the weekend, uh, weekend. And <laughs> party and party and yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. There are very few things I've seen more than Friday by Rebecca Black. Mm-hmm. But uh, another weird time in American history. Oh yeah, that dude. The dude who had made all them videos, the one like he made the uh, Friday, he made the I love Chinese food. Yeah. Like I don't that know one. What that is. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, well, I was about his, to say, I ain't up on that one, bro. His, no, <laughs> no, if you thought, no, if you thought Friday was bad, Chinese food was way worse. And Chinese, then, what the uh, hell is that? Chinese he made Chinese food, food and he had Thanksgiving. Those two Thanksgiving? were also, oh my God. Um, and these are RVR staples. If you've never seen. Oh, 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 it's Thanksgiving. Like, they're all just as bad that as Friday was. That is the whitest was. thing ever. No, oh, you have no. to watch it. They're so <laughs> fucking bad. That? Oh, you, my God. You have to watch them. They're so bad. And uh, they are everything that Friday by Rebecca Black was, except turned up, like, I, I can't even describe them. They're so bad. And Sounds not turned up, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 and it's the same dude. It's the it's the black dude at the end of the video. It's the mm. same guy who like would write these songs for little girls. Wait, somebody somebody black wrote that. Yeah, that's what's so bad about it. Oh, it's... okay. You must cool. be cleaning up in the TikTok era because that's all what it's all about. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's cleaning up. Spider six yeah, five okay. says, "Congrats on Grapsy's continued success." I met Will while waiting in line with my mom at Double or Nothing 2021. Other than being a great guy, I learned two things: one, his encyclopedic knowledge of wrestling, and two, he's a Sheeta stand. Uh, thanks for the great content. Mm-hmm. Damn, yeah, we all know good... if you see Will outside, he will talk to you for an hour if you want. Like if you were like, I really want to talk about wrestling right now with someone very knowledgeable, and you see Will Washington. It was going down. Like just this, this, this man. This man lives for small talk. He does. <laughs> he does. He loves it. <laughs> when I say like I, am, I, I honestly think it's like me making up for my youth because mm. when I was younger, I was really antisocial, and so like when I turned probably eighteen, honestly, I was just like. Nah, I want to do the opposite of what I did in high school, which was like kind of be a little bit of a wallflower and like, ooh, talking to people. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Even though I lost my virginity when I was 14. And so like, I don't know how. Oh, yo. I don't know how I pulled that off. But. Looking out uh, the window. <laughs> it was like Sweet. ninth grade. But honestly, had it been up to me, um, I wouldn't have known what moves to make. Luckily, she just happened to be. Uh, way more forward than me. It sounds like, like J. Cole's song again. Like, We're talking about J. Cole okay. again. Yeah, but so either, other than that, I was not good at this in high school. And so like, but when I turned 18, for whatever reason, a switch just flipped. And I was like, you know what? I don't know if I'm an introvert anymore. Here we are. That's and, dope. Yeah. Uh, That's now, dope. The big reason why I think Caribbean enthusiasm is so funny and why it speaks to me personally is because 
I try to avoid people publicly as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit in between. It's like I like I like it, but then sometimes I like when I'm at the wrestling show. I'm like I'm standing in the back because I don't want to talk to anybody. But, no, no, I've seen I've seen you out at wrestling shows, bro. No, also, man, man is, is pie for the lardy, but yeah, no. Sometimes about? I want to stand in the back, but most of the time, 99 percent of the time, I'm in these streets. I love being at a wrestling show. Nothing like it all. I, just I, taking it in in the back. Let me walk over there. What's this wrestler doing? What's this wrestler saying? I love it. It's yeah, great. This, it's that, great. That that picture from uh, Janela Spring Break in front of Maven is still the funniest <laughs> thing. <laughs> we all had a moment when Maven came out. That was hilarious. It was hilarious to me, man. <laughs> That was a great time. I still knew the lyrics. <laughs> I can't feel my fantasy. I'm so good. Yeah, I knew the whole thing. And I'm uh, praising but... Maven. I love it. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Patches Redacted says, The Dark Knight is the only movie I went to the theaters multiple times to watch. What the hell were we doing in 2008? I know what I was doing. I was hosting a movie review podcast back then. And so, like, seeing movies was a thing I also had to do. But, uh... Yeah, you had to see it five times. But Mm -hmm. seeing it five times, I don't know why I did that. But I also, uh, gave that movie... uh, I think we were doing... I think our ratings were out of five at the time. I think I gave it a five out of five. Um, Sounds like it. I mean, just not five out of five times. <laughs> yeah, I gave it five out of five. But also, I, Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man. I'm pretty sure I four and a half uh, back then, and uh, Hulk. I think I even gave a four. Like I, I think I remember some of my. Okay, recommend me one of these nerd movies or shows to watch. Just one. Like the Aven- what's the Avenger ones that everyone likes the the popular one? I've never seen it. Wait, you've I never mean, seen the problem an is movie? the problem no. is like they all because like the best Avengers movie ties together so much because I'd say it's oh it Infin- ties together right. Okay, I would say I Infinity War is really good, right? But also that ties together like twelve movies um, at least. So <laughs> I couldn't watch it and just be like, "This is a great movie." I'd be like, "What are they talking about?" This is like when Mance Warner was on fucking uh, Rampage. <laughs> Who's that guy? I've never Who, seen him before. Who's Mance Warner? They just introduced a character and not promo. explain him to Who, who is A Steel anyway? <laughs> um, no, nah, I... I don't know. I mean, my I, I have a friend uh, who's currently watching all of it, who just got a Disney Plus account and is like, I, every day for the next month, am going to watch... MCU stuff. And your homeboy talking crazy. You know, I just want to see one home thing. And be um, like, your homegirl talking crazy, and that's crazy. I just want to see one thing. I want to see uh, Captain Sparrow again. I, I don't. I don't know. Pikachu. I don't know how she. I don't know how does this. How does this Avenger thing work? Pikachu. <laughs> right? The funny thing is, the way she started was she was just like I was just randomly like you know uh, no she told me she's watching them in chronological order. She so she's crazy. so she was like I watched. Um, she said she watched. Captain America first, and then she was like, and then I decided I was going to watch Captain Marvel, and she's like making her way through in chronological order, rather than the order they came out, and uh, I don't know, it's fascinating. Do you know what I will say would be a great watch for you? I do say do watch Iron Man 2008 and then skip everything else and go watch Avengers Endgame, and the reason I say that is because your brain is going to go how the fuck did this whole series go from a fairly realistic thing to like all of a sudden now people have powers there's aliens and shit just all mm-hmm. coming here what happened in between this one movie in 2008 and gotcha. this one here 2018 10 years later and I, that would at least make you want to go back through but because mm-hmm. there's such 
a stark difference. <laughs> stark, Tony Stark. Uh, but the because they they're so completely different tones of movie. You wouldn't believe when Iron Man one came out that all of this supernatural stuff could happen because it's a fairly grounded, at least like tries to explain itself movie. Like and the then, Judgment Day. It's like what Edge is saying about the Judgment Day. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they were like, it wasn't even all of a sudden. They just gradually got more and more and more like pushing the limits until by the time you got to Endgame, we were like, now nah, we're going to space. It's, it's like Lucha Underground. I get it. So yeah, I would say watch those two back to back and that may give you the desire to want to see what happened in between. Um, let's I'll check see. it out. Anwar. Says, and we get this question a lot, but peace to y'all and the viewers. What are three? What are your three favorite hip hop albums of all time? Oh, so are you asking time. our three favorite? Wait, are you asking our three favorite? Or are you asking the three of us for our favorite? What are um, you three favorite hip hop albums of all time? Um, of all time. Oof. Uh, Is it like I? Because I listen to Food and Liquor a lot. And is it one. what like I have a couple of different answers because the greatest hip hop album of all time is Illmatic. I don't think anything is better than that. I think that's like he did like he took nine or ten songs. He did it. He had the best producers. He told the best stories. That's it. Like they could have stopped hip hop after that and it would have been over. But I don't think that's my favorite hip hop album of all time. So, yeah. So favorite. Go with favorite. Mm. Like one you can just throw on and listen to. Because like here's the thing. I wouldn't consider it a great album, but I listen to East 1999 Eternal. Like That's a great album. It's a great album, right? Mm. Like uh, <laughs> I, I will just throw that on. Matter of fact, I was just listening to it last night because um, it happened to be the first of the month. There's so, so many, uh, man, because uh, it, it really depends on the day because it could be so like AT Aliens is, is, is could be the day. Like, mm -hmm. I love AT Aliens so much. It's a great album. So but then, he, like, he's asking know. for three or just one from each of us. If it's if it's three um, off the top of my head, uh, Doggy Style is up there for me. Yes. Uh, there's a Tribe album. Mm -hmm. in here. I'll go with Low End Theory. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to throw uh, uh, Mad Villainy. There you go. Mm -hmm. Mad Villainy. Okay. That's a great list. Um, yeah, I I'll, I'll, put, two, I'll put Illmatic so. on there, and I'll put... Um, College and, Dropout is the next one I will name. I'm going to say uh, a Kendrick album, so I'll say, I think, uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. I think just a pimp a butterfly and Illmatic are kind of along the same lines, actually. So, yeah, I think both of those albums are super important. And then, yeah, another a tribe album, probably Low in Theory, also, oh, just man. because, like, yo, that's fire. I, I yeah. cannot wait to get Milio on this podcast because he said something about Kendrick albums on the phone. And I was like, you cannot repeat that publicly. Mm. <laughs> you cannot say that publicly. He's talking crazy with it. He's from, he's a New York guy. That's probably why. Uh, let's see. So. Uh, all right, I will come back to the, the chats in a minute, but those were great. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, but I want to talk about... Mike, have we the, talked about any wrestling news since we've been yeah, here? Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we spent a lot of time talking about the, mm. the wrestling. Uh, we covered pretty much everything in the title of the show, except the two major shows coming up. There's honestly three. We could talk about all three in the did, order. Did we talk about uh, Bob Fish? Um... 
we covered that kind of on on day after dynamite yesterday but like there's not a whole lot to talk about um there's he's out right he's out he's out his is it expired at the end of august um Mm -hmm. there's one piece of that that i'm not sure i can talk about yet so i i need to verify uh some pieces of it but um but yeah bob fish has been telling us for a few weeks maybe even a few months that he's out of here He's right. been saying to doing interviews, being like, fuck all them niggas. I'll run up on you if you say my name. Like, well, he's just well, all kind of stuff. Well, the interesting part of the story, and I'm glad this is out there now because I, I hinted a few months ago on this show that I said, uh, and I saw that Reddit had really run with what I had said there um, because it was true. I said that no, Kyle O'Reilly is going to. I said Kyle O'Reilly is going to be out for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I saw that next surgery. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. that's out there that he has. That is a long out, time. He's going to be out a long time, and oh, so that's sure. the thing is, um, they said the door uh, the the Observer put out today that the door is open for a return for Bobby Fish. Uh, the reason that that trying to shut it. Whatever. <laughs> well, the what's interesting about all of that is that. Bobby Fish, it's very clear they didn't see Bobby Fish as anything but Kyle O'Reilly's tag team partner. Yeah. And if you ain't going to have Kyle O'Reilly for a year, I could very much see... What we need Bobby Fish for? (laughs) (laughs) We wanted Kyle, bro. What the fuck are you doing here? I could very much see why there is a feeling of... I mean, because look, Kyle has been injured since before Forbidden Door. That was also the last time Bobby Fish has had a match. So, like... They very clearly were like, look, we're not interested in like Bobby Fish having a solo career. Mm-hmm. It's either Red Dragon or nothing. nothing. It feels like that's how it's going to be over there, too. That's why I'm like, why are you so anxious to kiss on Triple H's butt when I feel like he's thinking the same thing? Like, yo, what are, where's Kyle at, bro? Like, you're cool and all, but like, we kind of like this package team deal thing over here. Because yeah. they're going to definitely team them up. They're not going to put over bobby fish a 45 year old man yeah. I, I, I don't know if i don't know if he's calling like yo what you got for me uh i'm sure when he pick up the phone he's like yo what's going on bobby and then triple h is like oh okay yeah so what's adam cole doing is he happy over there, and like, is, he there? So is adam the, cole there i hear him back there so the word going around though is that cole is good that cole should be back um either at the pay-per-view or on wednesday oh that might have been why tony was saying his little after this weekend and we're gonna have the super hot uh roster well yeah because you got joe back um mm-hmm. he's done with twisted metal you've got uh adam cole is clear mm-hmm. and you know th- we could possibly be seeing the return of mjf there's like a lot of things and Ooh. it's crazy that um i can see why tony would make the statement this could be my strongest roster yet because mm-hmm. a lot of these guys haven't appeared together there hasn't been a roster that had kenny omega and Samoa Joe on it because Kenny Omega has been out since November. So you think about anybody who's debuted since November, Swerve, Keith Lee, any of that. Um, none of those guys have been on the roster together. Oui. And so the having these guys back all of a sudden is going to make for one of the biggest, best rosters that AEW's ever seen. And they're going to be able to keep them apart for a while because Kenny is going to be over with the trios thing and that Swerve and Keith Lee are over with the tag titles. Like, there's a way that they can stretch out all these great matchups that we are definitely going to see. It's going to yeah. be pretty hot for AEW. And people have been talking about this, like, Samoa Joe wants to leave and this all this shit. It's like, it's not true. No, nobody's talking about that. But, yeah, that, uh, <laughs> like, it's time. <laughs> it's time for the AW roster nobody's to be super hot, that. and it's on. I'm excited. Yeah. 
Um, and so the, uh, I mean, like that hasn't actually been said to anywhere. Like I know uh, Louis had put that out there, but like that that was just him. Louis, Louis be out here saying some stuff, man. Louis, Louis. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, we be shouting Louis out too much on this podcast. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he got he got pull up for all this all this shouting out we be doing yeah. for real. So uh, the it's it's gonna be an interesting time coming up here. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, they couldn't work out something with with Bob Fish, and that's fine. Right. There's Samoa Joe, Brian Danielson, CM Bond, Kenny of, Omega. Like like I, said, well, I think we'll be okay over here, brother. If you ain't got Kyle O'Reilly for as long as it looks like he's going to be out, then okay. Um, that's uh, I, I don't need Bobby Fish. Um, Oops, forgot really, to renew your your contract. I don't know. I don't know how it happened. On, on either <laughs> roster, to be honest. like What's he going to do over in WWE? That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, like, tag, up, tag up with Roddy? Maybe I, I could say like they could yeah. do something with that. Yeah, but like the thing is, Bobby Fish was released in August of 2021 before Hunter lost NXT. So yeah. I'm just saying that it ain't like yeah. this was a Vince bad. release. This was a um I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I mean, because that was after Hunter, that uh, Vince and Nick Khan did the the visit down there, wasn't it? All right, mm. so maybe it was still. I'm just saying though, like that was still like black and gold at mm-hmm. the time, and uh, it maybe had still like a month left, and Fish was. It's gonna be tough out there for the bro, but yeah. you know, maybe he, I, he'll be. I, I, I think he'll be it'll, it'll be fine. It'll I, be, yeah, it'll be I mean, right. I hope so. I'd like. I don't dislike Bobby Fish. Um, no. I think he's got some crazy views, uh, but he's. Does he? Oh yeah. Um... Oh, I was being sarcastic. <laughs> 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 uh, but you know, it, it's one of those things because I like Red Dragon as a tag team, and oh, yeah. I would have loved one, to have seen them on, continue man. to light it up as in the tag division. Of course. Yeah, they're a fantastic tag team, but that's why I'm like, man, without Kyle, it's like, uh, where are we going here? Yeah, then uh, honestly, Cole needs to be doing solo stuff is definitely the way I look at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, Cole against the elite. I'm interested in what that's going to look like. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yep. Yeah, but ideally. Oh, unless. See, this he... is why. Because uh, this is he... why my this is why my prediction is not that the elite is winning the, ta- the trios titles, because I think ultimately it has to be at full gear. Kenny versus uh, versus Adam. You have mm. to do it. That's the match. Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> the the only thing I could see of if he's not gonna team up with with uh, any of the UE guys because he can't. Maybe he's gonna call up Bullet Club guys. I don't know. I saw that. I saw that somebody mentioned. Well, what if you pair Adam Cole with um uh with the Good Brothers? Like that could work. I don't see that happening. But no, I don't. <laughs> no, that's not that's not knocking them. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. No, that's not, it's oh, not gonna on, happen because that's I, not WWE. Those guys are going back to WWE. Come on, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Well, it does feel like that's what's happening. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, and then the other big news of the week is uh, Braun Strowman is Braun! is possibly coming back. PW Insider reports he'll be back Monday, uh, mm-hmm. real soon. Mm-hmm. Um, Right. Yeah. 
I didn't like watching. I liked watching Raw. I don't don't want to watch it anymore. Thanks for no. So look, I I I said this on Ask Rhapsody, right? I don't dislike Braun Strowman. I actually okay uh, as a performer, I don't dislike Braun Strowman. Um, I thought that Braun Strowman. Um, there's multiple times <laughs> where I thought he could potentially be like maybe not the guy, but like. A really high up guy like i thought 2017 him chucking chairs at roman reigns and i'm not finished with you like all that stuff was getting that really was, over that run was crazy that, that run that was when i felt like they should have really ran with it and then they kind of they did didn't for yeah they didn't and like he faced brock lesnar in the main event no mercy 2017 and uh like he went on over because that show also had roman versus cena on it and the main event was Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar. Like they were treating him like a big deal. And then uh, then they turned him face after Survivor Series 2017. And he goes on that baby face run. He, for some reason, wins the tag titles with Nicholas. Uh, uh. And, but then like he goes on, he wins the greatest Royal Rumble. I'm trying to think of all the things he did. He won money in the bank. And uh, it was like- I was the, there. It felt like the money in the bank win to me was like, okay, He's on his way. This is going to be it. And I then, didn't believe that, and I was there. I was like, nah. This ain't it. Mm-mm. You know, the weird thing to me was he had the Money in the Bank briefcase, and this was the point where Money in the Bank truly jumped the shark because first they were like, and now we're going to turn Braun heel. Even though the fans love him, they can't get these hands. They love all of this stuff. Yeah, we're going to turn him heel, and... I saw that head shake, Phil. Um, Get these hands. He appropriated our uh, little saying. Yeah, I I figured that's what that Well, not that. No, I'm shaking my head that at at the entire setup of this, of him turning heel and then using the briefcase for the cage match, right? Yeah, it was for Hell in a Cell. Yeah, that ended in a no contest because Brock ripped the door off and F5'd everybody. So, so so stupid. And again, so like you sacrifice, and this was at the time, this was like peak Roman getting booed too. So yeah. you turn Braun heel to feud with the Roman Reigns that fans don't like. When they were um, trying to put the shield back together at the same time, because yeah. that's why his, he failed to cash in, because they, they powerbombed him through the table. Boy, that, that, the, was, a, that was an all-time bad Money in the and, Bank run. Yeah, and, and but then, like, so, of course, Roman came out. And remember, Roman was getting booed when he announced the, the uh, leukemia, uh, mm-hmm. when he made that announcement. Like, that, there was a moment where the crowd all heard that and went, wait what mm-hmm. and like there was a moment of they were booing him all through his entrance they're booing him when he started talking and then they even booed when he said my name is joe and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you just hear like this silence and everything shift and so roman had to go and so it was like well roman's gone let's return braun face but also squash him to brock lesnar uh for the universal yeah, title let, let, and let's also make dean ambrose into a germaphobe for that's reason. why the the Boy, whole reason raw was, that raw was wild at that point raw was, that was the moment i stopped reviewing raw i'm like i can't i can't do the show anymore yes. the whole raw reason that bad. braun Strowman never really got going it's all brock lesnar's fault everything well, that well. you're saying like he never the fans believe they believed in braun but they didn't believe in him because nobody believed he could beat brock lesnar and if you can't beat brock lesnar wwe fans do not care they care about roman now because he beat brock lesnar that's but, like but, a well, I think the fans believed in braun i just think the company didn't believe in him enough to put him over brock or roman yeah mm. and then like they flip-flopped on him so much and then like by the time he actually became world champion which is at mm. wrestlemania 36 in front of nobody it was um, 
Well, and that the problem there was that, like I had said he was ice cold, and somebody called me out on that because um, they're like, well, he wasn't ice cold. He was still popular with fans. Like, he was never not popular with fans. Like, fans liked him through the whole Shane McMahon feud with Shane calling him stupid. When, when like, he won the title? People like, were arguing he wasn't cold? So, yeah. So, what I meant was, booking-wise, he was cold. He was so mm-hmm. cold, in fact, that he was a replacement for Roman Reigns because Roman backed out of WrestleMania at that right. point. Right, that's why I'm Braun like... didn't have another match on the card. It wasn't mm-hmm. like they pulled him from a match he was already in. Braun wasn't doing anything. But that's why I'm like... confused why people are arguing with you. He didn't have a match on that card. That's why yeah, he was available. He was cold. He yeah. was cold. He was cold. They weren't doing anything with him. And you could tell how little they they were like, we like him enough to be a guy who hovers around the top. But man, as soon as Roman was good to go, they flushed him down so fast they were like very dead man basically they were like actually we are not only going to take the universal title off of him we're gonna then move him to raw afterwards so he don't even got a shot at getting it back um (laughs) they they like cut bait so hard on that they were like braun Strowman is gonna lose the universal title he lost it to bray and they traded both of them they were like uh that whole program through the summer bray and braun Strowman did summer of 2020 as Boy, that was soon... a bad feud, too. Oh, <laughs> bad feud. Awful <laughs> bad summer. Feud. Uh, like, I get it. It sucked, right? As soon as they're like, nah, we got the tribal chief now. Peace. We are going to send both these guys to Raw. <laughs> and Yo. just, they are not even going to mention the Universal title again. They aren't going to pine for it. These guys are so far removed from that program that we did all summer. And then Braun just basically, like, floated. He did the Shane McMahon feud. He got called stupid and all of that oh, for a little while. Feud. They had and then he was released. some garbage, man. Uh, I can't believe I, how much – like, people talk about my memory. I can't believe I have Braun Strowman's whole career stored. Uh, but that was – The, the uh, but, big I will never forget, though, when I knew it was over for Braun – when Roman came out and was smashing with the chair and he was he was he was talking his shit and he was going, Man, you're not a monster unless I'm here. I was like, Yes, yeah, over, Braun. Yeah, that's the way it. he dressed him down, I was like, it's over, man. He's done. Yeah. Uh, so Braun being Braun coming back. It's it's very clear that the the time has passed as far as like making him one of the top guys. Yeah, he's but not gonna be the number one. But it's one clear guy. that like kids love Braun Strowman. Uh, there's mm-hmm. value in having him um definitely and uh yeah like we joked about yesterday he told them cyn guys yeah later not like, gonna be there i'm gonna see you. are y'all going to nwa that's gonna be fun for y'all i'm gonna be somewhere else and then cyn <laughs> stuff for see you next time like that <laughs> they were like oh we went to nwa and he was like oh yeah who all gonna be there <laughs> i gotta uh i gotta be somewhere i gotta be in kansas city i ain't got time for this nah, yeah no nah, i said man. i feel like... nah, raquel got a match coming up i'm trying to yeah through. exactly i mean you saw my baby girl win the tag team championships i'm out of here bro you, i'm gone you, you see you see how lean that back looks come on man i'm, I'm trying, on the I'm first train smoking beep, beep. my god i hope that like <laughs> <laughs> I hope Braun shows up and Hunter's like, "All right, we got your choo-choo sounds ready." And he's like, "He's like, wait, what? I thought that was a Vince thing." And he's like, "Nah, man, you're a train. We got Hong your choo-choo sounds yeah. ready." Damn, they didn't do him no favors, man. No fucking favors, not yeah, one. Why did he have choo-choo not one? They did not do the bro a favor. They at had all. that man in. It's almost one of those things where like. You mentioned yesterday, like, was I high watching that? No, like, this was I'm a fan. Like, it was a fever dream 
that was real about Braun Strowman being in the ring. He wasn't even in the ring. Outside the ring, he looks around, waves his hand, and it goes, and then like plays. And there's actual train sounds playing as he then starts running over Jackson Riker. And what a weird time, man. We weren't Jackson watching. Riker. What did what oh. was that show called that they started doing on CW? Was it Saturday Morning Slam? Oh yeah. They, we weren't watching that. It was after that. It wasn't a part of a children's show where we hear fucking Thomas the Tank Engine's sounds <laughs> as he shoulder blocks people around the like, world. I'm what tired a- of people bringing up Thunderdome stuff as like as positives because you have to stop. The, that is what like, do you mean? There was positives from the Thunderdome. Um, I'm going to say, I don't know if this is a controversial take. I actually think Roman in the Thunderdome is better than Roman currently. Hmm. That's a pretty All controversial right. take. Ready. This is going to be the hardest disagree <laughs> I have ever had <laughs> on this show. <laughs> there are a few things I, and it, granted, I know, I, I, I'm pr- pretty sure the chat's going to hate me for this. There are, I love pro wrestling. I love, and part of what I love about pro wrestling is the art of using action to tell a story in the ring. I feel like that art is lost when you introduce dialogue into it. Mm-hmm. And I thought Roman's dialogue matches took me out of pro wrestling. I felt like I'm just watching yeah, melodrama. I didn't like the, any of that stuff. We I got did, all of the Jay Uso stuff during that. And I, I like know. The Jay Uso stuff was great. That was not for me. Uh, I was not into any of that. I thought that to me, tribal chief Roman clicks after SummerSlam 2021. Because he tried to do one of those like dialogue matches with John Cena, and it's like, nah, you yeah, have an actual crowd. It was like I, you have I an mean... actual crowd here. You can stop that. And then he like didn't do it anymore. And I finally felt like, okay, now I'm starting to feel like I have a performer here who is doing pro wrestling in a way that pro wrestling is designed to be. Where like I got why they did all that because you didn't have. Um, because it was a different atmosphere. You were in the Thunderdome, you're dealing with all those monitors around, and it was a way to kind of try to tell the story differently. That stuff was not for me. I didn't enjoy, uh, like, I enjoyed Tribal Chief promos. I enjoyed the stuff with Paul Heyman. I enjoyed the Jey Uso stuff outside of the matches. The matches were not for me. That's That's fair. I I just think at the time, there was, I mean... Sasha and Bailey had the run of their career in the Thunderdome. I feel like Bailey currently would not be Bailey without that time in the Thunderdome. I agree. I think it, I hated all of it, honestly. Anything, that, anything, <laughs> anything all of it. there wasn't a crowd. I was in the Thunderdome one time and I was, I left. What? I'm like, get me out of here, bro. This is awful. I left. Yeah, no, it's just like, it's uh, pro wrestling is about crowds. Pro wrestling is about so much more. And, when all that I, was eliminated, it just wasn't hitting. I, no. I, 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 I had does. to stop. I eventually cut it out. I was like, yeah. I cannot watch Thunderdome stuff because, mm-hmm. um, one, I'm watching them do things they wouldn't do in an arena. And that was the main thing is that if it couldn't happen in an arena, I I couldn't get with it. And because, like, there was that time that they did uh, – because not everything, Bailey was a hit for me. Like, there was the time that they did the um, – what was it? The – she what was her talk show called um ding dong hello mm-hmm. um and so and she's got special guest seth yeah, rollins but that was way that was after the fact that was after the basically the two woman power trip stuff That's well the their power trip was about. more so that was more performance center than um 
Thunderdome. Uh, Thunderdome, though. No, uh, that got, that went all the way into SummerSlam. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. Th- I mean, yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. That... you're right. It did. But I just feel like the majority of it was Performance Center because she turned on um, Sasha shortly into the fall, and the it only started right at right before SummerSlam. So I just feel like it didn't last all that long. I feel like the majority of what Bailey and Sasha did, like winning the both women's titles and all of that, like that all happened Performance Center. I think some of that because they lost them at summer because she lost them at SummerSlam, right? I so I feel like the majority of, it... of the start of the run was e- either way. Um, yeah, because I was about to say the Sasha and EO match was in the Thunderdome. Well, no, I'm sorry, it was in the Performance Center, but like some of the some of the stuff around it was in the Thunderdome. So I, don't I guess I just it was I I, I think that some of the stuff in the Thunderdome was good. I think like that I because I, I, I did not like Roman chucking um with Dominic. Like it was a funny visual, but like you know he landed on a it crash was silly. pad. Yeah, yeah, it, you know, it, it just... was silly. I, mm-hmm. I, I, when I say that the Thunderdome benefited some people, because there's there's specific wrestlers that I think it benefited. Like I said, Bailey is a big one. Um, I definitely think it benefited Roman before he got back in front of crowds because mm-hmm. he submitted what the character was. So by the time he got back on in front of crowds, they were on board. Um, yeah. Funny enough, man, Apollo in a Thunderdome was great once he got out of thunderdome it was over it was over <laughs> that thing um, sank like a i don't know about great because the uh no i mean not the not the nigerian not the nigerian gimmick but i mean in a sense that i know, I know what it I, did for his career yeah getting a shot pretty much an opportunity he got a shot but yeah. i mean him coming out with the the accent and and the spirit that was bad i'm sorry that, that was, was bad, bad. we've that had was... conversations about that yeah. it was awful uh, hey, let's read a couple more things real quick. Mike from Indeed says, Reg is 100% a bard. <laughs> I, I read uh, that wrong. I thought that said bard. I know. Like, I'm like, Mike, how are you going to do me like that? I don't be I listening thought... to Nicki Minaj like that. Hey, say what you want. I saw a little bit of that Vanguard uh, performance. And, man, when you can go out there and that many people know your songs word for word, it's pretty impressive. I, I watched the entire VMAs, by the way. Um, and... Oddly enough, because I saw, uh, I, I had to, I hate issuing corrections and shit, but Meltzer had tweeted that the, um, that wrestling had, oh, beat, yeah. v- had beaten the VMAs. And I'm like, but it didn't. Like The, the VMAs, VMAs was on like 20 it networks. It, it aired on 13 <laughs> different networks. It aired on 13 different networks and combined did like 4 million viewers. Right. Um, like nothing, it was actually really popular. I watched yeah. it on BET. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't watch it on MTV. So like right. I am. Tom's reach, baby. I am perfectly. Yep. I am. Um, a perfect example of somebody who did not watch it because, like, the most the majority of people watched it on MTV, but then mm. second most was CW. It yep. like it aired so many places, and mm-hmm. yep, I, I I watched it. I watched it all. I was surprised at how few acts I thought I didn't know and I did know. Um, and. <laughs> So I mean, you uh, have an eleven-year-old. That makes sense, you know. She knew more than me. Like, uh, um, what's her name? The girl who won uh, best new artist. Uh, What the hell is her name? Um, Wrong people, but I'm saying Dove Cameron. Uh, I don't know what that. That sounds like some soap. My my daughter pointed her out to me. She's like, "Yeah, she's a star of Descendants," and I'm like, "Okay, I have seen Descendants because I watched that movie all three. But that was an old punk rock band." Uh, it's a series of Disney Channel movies, <laughs> and I've seen them all because my daughter loves them and knows all the songs. And so she was like, "Yeah, that's Dove Cameron." And she's like, "I've been watching her since 
the first Descendants came out in what, like 2015. And I'm like, okay, that for you is a long time. So that uh, that's a new artist though. Uh, but I knew all of it and uh, no, it was cool. And seeing Jid perform, like all of that was great. It mm-hmm. was. No, I didn't see the Jid performance. Yeah, I saw a couple of those. Those are dope. That's the only part I saw about the uh, the award show. Yeah. That used to be appointment viewing. Remember that it came out, they had the 9999 one same day as the Dreamcast. Chris yeah. Rock hosted it. That was a Chris Rock hosted. That was a right. big uh, moment. The host is black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember that. Uh, <laughs> and how far we've gone with uh, Chris Rock hosting things. Um, and Chris, oh, wait, saying. and Chris Rock hosting things, doing a parody of a Will Smith track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he probably still mad from that nine nine. I remember nine nine ninety nine, motherfucker. No, the thing, that was so. That was the day that I realized SmackDown was a tape show because I didn't know. Uh, and granted, it had only been on like two weeks at that point. But mm-hmm. I remember Stone Cold Steve Austin appeared at those MTV oh, awards, yeah, yeah. but was on SmackDown that night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I can't like, take this like on a, Tuesday. I'm like, Rick Rude did that. It, like, it's all Rick Rude all over again. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that was how I, the magic was done for me with SmackDown being live. Damn. And I was 12 years old. And thank you, Stone Cold Steve Austin, for appearing at the MTV uh, MTV Awards along with being on SmackDown the same week. <laughs> uh, D Skills H Town says Al B Share is going to be doing interviews outside of All Out. Thank you. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Andy Braun Strowman comments. Watched, I recently watched the Al B Share video, and I was just like. The way times have changed, and you, uh, you, I cannot imagine Al be sure being a sex symbol now. <laughs> With the unibrow, <laughs> dumb punk. I mean, says, just the way he dressed, uh-huh. everything. Mm-hmm. Dumb punk says, uh, "This many black people on a mainstream wrestling show was unheard of ten years ago. Why can't people just celebrate that?" That's what I'm trying to do. I, it's, fact, that's, that's all I'm doing. I'm making no you comparisons to anything. I just, I'm like, look, there are black people on my TV, and. They got there organically. I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm being patronized. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. Why why are people saying we're sleeping on Randy Orton? What am I missing? Are are, are y'all talking about Randy Orton in the in the Thunderdome? Sleeping on Randy Orton. I've seen it like three times pop up. Maybe we're gonna continue to sleep on Randy Orton. That's not. Uh, I'm assuming that's a Thunderdome thing. Probably. Neptune IQ says Winter Soldier is a top three MCU movie. Pal, it is. It is is very much so um i'm a big fan of civil war too though so uh and kai says guardians of the galaxy like they're all naming movies you should watch like guardians is a good one i think guardians is a good one you can watch on its own and not miss anything um so i want to see one of the avengers ones just because all the people are there you know that that uh, that attracts me to that you've got batista fuck evolution i don't fuck with that we just we just talking about how i didn't fuck with randy or you think i fuck with batista Uh, yeah, you nah. should fuck with Batista. Batista's great. Nah. I like Batista. Uh, nah. I mean, uh, I'm not. not in, I'm, of... I'm not in on the whole Batista because when Batista was hot, I hated it. Like that was the worst time. You weren't doing it. A... No oh, way. Look, and then I... people started to get nostalgia about Batista because they weren't they weren't getting down with Batista when, when even when he came back and was doing the the outfits and everybody liked mm-hmm. it. People didn't like him when he did it. They're nostalgic about it now. Yeah, but then it was awful, and I'm still sticking with the awful. I didn't like it. Abel like says, hi, I can't wait to travel to Chicago for All Out. This will be my second ever AEW show and first time attending a show outside from Michigan. The card awesome. looks stacked as hell. Love your guys' work. Hey, can't, uh, Appreciate again, it. 
Me and Phil will be there. Um, Denise yeah, will be yeah, there I'm as well. crying. Damn, that's uh, going to be a so great show. Come say what's up if you see us outside. We're going to try and get there early. I don't know what early means. I'm hoping that when Denise said early, she didn't mean like in the AM because I'll be pissed. <laughs> but if she meant like. She's like, I'm there right now, dude. Where are you? <laughs> right. We're going to be standing at Effie's big gay front. She's like, where are you, Will? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, the epic cat says this may sound harsh, but UE falling apart is a blessing in disguise, in my opinion. We can finally see Adam Cole change and do his own thing. That I agree. I want to uh, see a, a Adam Cole away from all those people just on his own. I agree. Yeah, I think feud with Kenny, and then for the first time, like go do anything else, like be mm-hmm. Adam Cole. Feud <laughs> with, I mean, because now there are like options, right? There's a lot right. of things you could do with Cole that kind of show Cole just being on his own. Right. I would like to see that, actually. I would like yeah. to see it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, really quick, going over the Clash card. Uh, tomorrow, like to the re- and Clash is the reason that we will not be on tomorrow. Uh, but we will see Edge and Rey Mysterio. Counter programming your boys. Come on. Edge and Rey Mysterio take on the Judgment Day. I feel like this is the time to pull the trigger on the Dominic turn. Feels like it. It feels like they're setting up that promo that they did on Monday where Ray and Dominic were in the locker room and dominic was like i'm gonna be there for you dad i'm gonna fuck yeah. you up yeah i liked it um for the intercontinental title gunta will take on sheamus sleeper match honestly sheamus has been they're, doing bangers for a hard. long time and gunther you know how they, they're gonna throw them things it's in the uk like this is that, that match is gonna be great i think yeah, yeah. I, I really like their segment this week as well um other than they're still trying to get this butch thing working let it go uh, but it seems know, like they're trying not to right everywhere I mean, else yeah this friday on smackdown which is a pre-taped show he wrestles in his uh pete dunn gear mm. yeah uh, finish finish it peter uh, doing the butch stuff finish it yeah we're done here. um matt riddle is going to take on seth freaking rollins i was really kind of um disengaged from this feud uh really until this week and mm-hmm. it was just because um it felt so detached from the rest of the show and like you they would do the brawl at the beginning of the show and then like not mention it again and so uh, uh, and i yeah. felt like so many things were happening on raw that i felt kind of detached i felt like raw this week really um brought me back in they brought it back around for the feud yeah. for sure yeah I, I i feel like they made the right decision not putting it on the SummerSlam card because i feel mm-hmm. like it's progressively picked up and gotten better since SummerSlam. that meme of, of of rollins running out there and in the orange get up and every week since it's gotten better and better and man my guy got on the stick and cooked homeboy <laughs> this week cooked what uh what uh, the the outcome of that intrigues me because it seems that Riddle's being set up for the victory, but I don't think he should get the victory, right? Like Rollins, Rollins should beat him, I th- right? I think Rollins is gonna win this match. Actually, you think so? Yeah. Um, and I, I actually, I mean, I, I just have a feeling. <laughs> well, I guess we're gonna see. Yeah. But I think that's gonna be a very good match. I think yeah. that's that's got the potential to be the best match of the night. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it might be the match of the weekend um, if they are given time to cook. Um, of the weekend. I think so. That's huh. uh that's high praise, buddy. Yeah. Okay. Um my uh my I told him I told him one day after Dynamite, my influence is slowly <laughs> seeping in. I've I'm, I'm <laughs> never denied Seth as an in ring performer. Um the character hasn't always been for me, but Seth in ring, you know, that's a know. hard one to argue. I, I I I feel like my points about Seth have become more and more clear at this point <laughs> because again, in this character, he's made every 
Let's look better. Seth is definitely the most underrated shield member, I think. So. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would say he's the most underrated shield member, though. I, I feel like yeah, for some like... people, Mox, Mox is pretty underrated because some people still act like Mox is not that guy. Mm. I just think Mox is that guy. I guess that's why I wouldn't think about it. Right. But yeah. But that I, I mean, we do, but outside of like certain circles, something. Yeah. No, I get it. Cause people, cause a lot, I see on Reddit pretty often, people are like, he's bleeding again, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of people that get turned yeah. off by some things he does. He does. Um, Six woman tag match Bianca Belair teaming up with Alexa Bliss and Asuka to take on Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still surprising uh, that Bianca's not defending her championship, but you know. Yeah, I think or, more surprising is the fact that Dakota and EO didn't win the tag titles. We didn't. That's still yeah. But, I don't, like, finish, I don't even. Trash, I'm still, uh, everything about that, that like mm. it was already kind of like I thought there was great stuff on Raw. I thought yeah. that yeah. the Kevin Owens and Bloodline segment was phenomenal. Loved it. Um, yeah, yeah, loved all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, up until the main event, um, which I thought fell off a cliff. I thought like um, the main event. The I, I get it. You're bad. Sure. Your show is already written, so it's hard to like change things. But mm-hmm. it was bad enough that the crowd was just awful the whole show. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the end, you get to this main event of Raquel Rodriguez. I want to say Gonzalez, but Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah versus Dakota Kai and EO Sky. And there's just so non there was no interest from the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, people were posting videos of people heading for the exits and I was like, damn, that mm-hmm. that sucks. Yeah, that um, that, and I I feel bad because, man, at SummerSlam, the the women's stuff has been the hottest angle since Bailey's yep. been back. I feel yep. like they've been cooking, like right. them having the opening segment. Like they don't give the women an opening segment that often, so I Mm-mm. feel like they've been the most prominent storyline on Raw. Absolutely. And yep. to pay it off this way in that main event, it just wasn't it. <laughs> I don't that, understand how you're building to this match at Clash at the Castle. And you didn't have your bracket lined up to just be Alexa Bliss and Asuka versus Dakota uh, Dakota Kai and Io Sky. Like, right. That would have been, the, you know, it's funny. Were, that's like they the were third time to do I, the brand versus brand thing. That's mm-hmm. why that was almost the third time I almost said Dakota Sky and uh, I don't know <laughs> like why Bailey. Bailey, like Bailey <laughs> messed it up. Um, but I feel like that was the angle. Like, yeah, I'm confused you, about this because it feels like they used the tournament to for the match the three way the the six woman match but it's like the tournament's supposed to be about the championship so you put the championships on the back burner which is the reason that we're having the tournament because the booking of the championships was bad so how do you and so people are yeah. like i've seen the people be this week being like well they're just the transitional champions to uh Naomi and Sasha and it's like well how do you you don't want to reestablish these championships that Naomi and Sasha complained about by booking them to not be the main focus of the yeah. tournament and the feud, like it doesn't add up. If like you want to put prestige on the championship, you need a strong win. You need some strong defenses. You need to put emphasis yeah. on the championship. Right. Yeah. And I mean, what they did with the whole video segment, they made the titles look like a big deal with the tournament. They did. Everything. The, the presentation right. was right, but the outcome and the finish wasn't it. <laughs> and, and look, that's not me saying that because I don't like Aaliyah and Raquel as a team, but this was, this was an easy win. This was, this was, this was an obvious win, man. Like, I feel like 
No, just put those titles on Dakota and EO and, and be done with it. I don't know why they made it so hard. It seems so like everyone was like, okay, we're in agreement here. This is going to happen. They're going to yeah. have the belt when, at when the was, show. Yeah, when it was over, I immediately thought to myself, because I, I was sitting here looking at the screen, like they did that. And I was like, <laughs> they, I was like, they really like Raquel. Like that they must do. be what this is. Like they, they are do. really high on Raquel. Mm hmm. I mean, yeah, they were trying to get just, her man back. They're like, you know, we got to get Braun, so let's uh, let's help. I don't even Raquel think it's too. that. I I just I think they're high on Raquel, man. Yeah, I, no, I they had a, she was pretty over when she was the NXT Women's Champion. Like, it, you know, they, they're pretty though? strong behind her. I mean, no, I, I didn't mean over. over. I meant like over with them as like yeah. it feels like they want her to be one of the ones. You know, I just felt like by the end of this, uh, I don't know. I I I saw almost simultaneous tweets of like, what. Or yeah, that's yeah. it, or yep. really, yeah. or it, yeah, it, it just it it, it 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 was definitely like it's not even that it was. Um, again, even if you're not knocking Raquel and Aaliyah, it's just mm -hmm. more so they weren't really actively a part of anything, and so no. the most important tag story you have going right now doesn't involve the tag champions you which is the just, whole point you just did it again <laughs> to the tag titles it and just... worst of all my least favorite part most of the matches in the tournament were fucking roll-ups the finish of this was a distraction roll-up and i just cannot so get behind that this, this, ever this blew my mind because i i because i tweet things as a reaction and people then come in and try and explain to me but it was a roll-up and phil you don't understand because wrestling I, I i watch wrestling too guys calm down mm -hmm. um yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, the the no so you have her do this roll up and then dakota um, um, immediately looks at the ref and goes i wasn't legal mm -hmm. um why didn't you just play a replay and just go she clearly wasn't legal mm -hmm. and i'm sure that's gonna go to them just getting a rematch but if that's the case then why do that as the finish why of this do the tournament yeah like, i don't get it, it. Just doesn't make mm -hmm. sense like the tournament is the finish is supposed to be the conclusion. Why are we using this to build to something else? This is the something Wait, else. This, what do you mean? This should this shouldn't be the build to a program to put the titles on Dakota and EO. No, just put the titles on them. <laughs> you <laughs> got right, it yeah. right here. <laughs> a couple a couple more things. Uh so um SmackDown women's title on the line. We will see Liv Morgan defend against Shayna Baszler. Uh I think Shayna's main roster run has been so um kind of bungled Bad. that yeah, i feel like not that great uh if i but i can I also i can also see hunter being like nah he's trying to get I'm, his black and gold yeah, nxt shit like off, i'm so. gonna show y'all how to do this and how mm -hmm. we do shana properly right i think she just beats live yeah uh, i think she's and then, gonna win i've been telling it, people this for weeks i mean it seems like they've been building to her and ronda to yeah. uh ronda and shana for a while so i mean yeah. Sorry, Liv. And I think they'll take their time I, to get there. I think they'll let Shayna be champion. The question is, run. do you think Liv is done? Like, it, can she get the championship back, or is like they're like the experiment is done. over? We did this here. I don't think she's done. I just think that they didn't do her any favors with the way they put the title on her, and then that finishes SummerSlam. Just, I, it just, it just Yeesh. completely, no. yeah, ruined it. It ruined her mm -hmm. credibility as a champion, in my right. opinion. Yeah, just scrap it. And can she get on. it? Can she if she wins decisively on Sunday, which she never will on on Saturday, will she be able to redeem that, or is it just like you think this run is just? We're I, done I think I think a decisive win could start to to fix it, 
But mm. I just don't believe she's going to get a decisive win. I don't think um, so. If she, if she wins, I think it's going to be another of the same, the way they've been booking her for the longest, and mm-hmm. she's going to luck into a win. Right. Which is going to uh, just make Ronda's point stronger. And exactly. Why Ronda's eventually going to beat her. Mm-hmm. And for the undisputed title, Roman Reigns is going to defend against Drew McIntyre. Is this Drew's night? Uh, I kind of want it to be. I'd honestly. like to think that it is, honestly. Like I've been, I this whole week I've been like, there's no way they're gonna take it off Roman. But it's like, forget, like, forget the future, forget the Rock, take all that out forget of it. The future. This seems like they're setting up this week. Drew has been like, they're putting it up. They're giving him the story. They we've seen the videos where they he's done his old music. Like everything seems to be in place for him to get a victory. But then also all those reasons are why Roman might get the victory just to. You know, yeah. a big ro- Roman at the end and everybody's pissed is also a great visual. Yeah. too. So I, don't I, I, I kind of just want to see them shake things up at this point. So, yeah, I wouldn't be mad if Drew won, mm-hmm. but I think Roman's definitely winning. Yeah, it's going to be hard to beat Roman in this situation and for a while now. So and then know. talking worlds collide really quick. Um, we've got. North American title. And we're just going to kind of speed through this one. Yeah. Um, but North American title, Carmelo Hayes versus Ricochet should be uh, Barn Burner. Um, we've got four-way tag team elimination match to unify the NXT uh, and NXT UK tag team titles with the Creed Brothers, um, Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs, Gallus and uh, Pretty Deadly will all compete. Um, there's going to be a tag title match for the um, NXT tag team titles where Katana Chance and Caden Carter are going to take on Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. Mer- merge um, those belts, too. What are we doing? Unify yeah, those belts. Definitely. And then uh, NXT UK Women's Championship um, will be unified with the NXT Women's title. Mandy Rose uh, and Maiko and um, Blair Davenport are all going um, to. Why is quick, quick question. Why is Blair in this match? Because she came over and they need to do something with her. But. They're trying to get some UK represent some real UK representation, maybe. But yes. Mako is the UK champion, and then my other question is: I still want an answer. Of what happened to the Saray match that they <laughs> told us was going to happen, and then they did a poll press conference for, and then it just never happened. And That's gone. They, they haven't done anything with Saray since. They're not going to talk about it again. But yeah, Mako's got to win this. I if if I, I feel like Blair is there to to take the pin. Um, so that Mandy can win, but I really hope that's not what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then finally, main event: uh, Braun Breaker versus Tyler Bate to unify the titles. Interesting. Yeah, I'm interested to see how Braun Breaker works with Tyler Bate because Braun are, Breaker are, are hasn't ready? really been in one of these type of matches yet. Are, so. are we ready to to have the honest conversation about Braun? I think we've been having it for a while. I don't really know. I think they 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 tried to put too much on him too soon. And yeah, I, I, it ain't it, the bronze stuff ain't been hit. It's, it's not really it's partially their fault because they stuck him in that feud with Gacy. And yeah, stunk. that wasn't the right time. So yeah. Phil and I already gave our predictions in a very long show yesterday with uh, Denise. So I want you to actually check that out. YouTube.com slash mm-hmm. Denise Salcedo for all out. So I want to hear Reg's predictions. Yes. For all out. Mm-hmm. We've got Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. Go. Brian Danielson is taking that Chris Jericho. Uh, I think this is one of those Chris Jericho's trying to go on this little run where he's back in his wrestling form and he wants to wrestle Brian Danielson. But I think Brian Danielson needs the victory here. The with everything we were talking about with all the wrestlers coming back, Brian's going to be in a great position to be in the mix. So I think him getting a victory right here 
is needed. All right. Uh, interim AEW Women's World Championship match. Tony Storm, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Jamie Hayter, and Hikaru Shida mm-hmm. going one-on-one-on-one-on-one. On, one on one. Uh, who Definitely is... Tony Storm. I thought Tony Storm was going to get the victory over Thunder Rosa when the match was booked like that. Tony Storm has been my favorite AEW Women's wrestler this year. All of her matches bang. I think this match is going to be really dope for a way for women. It's going to be some heat. Uh, six man tag House of Black taking on Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro. This one, with our recent news, it's very hard to kind of figure it out because people are saying Malachi Black wants out. Somebody said Miro wants out, even though he just signed a new contract. Nobody really knows what's going on. Darby Allen's the Miro stuff's of, not true. But... Miro stuff's not true. Great. Uh, Darby <laughs> Allen is kind of up in the air. I don't really know this one. I want to say House of Black. I think House of Black needs the victory and them being kind of a the other team being kind of a makeshift team. Leads me to believe that House of Black is gonna get the victory. Man, I think it's Hob as well. Um, Powerhouse have have Sting take that (laughs) uh, that black mask. That's the way to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I want. I do want to see a big New Jack dive again, though, if they're brawling from Sting because those are awesome. TBS title on the line: Jade Cargill versus Athena. I don't think Jade should be losing the championship here, but if Athena did it, I wouldn't be mad at it. Like I, I don't, I, I don't think we need to have Jade be a hundred and O, but I'd like to if she was. I don't think we need it, but I think it'd be cool. So, but I, I think she's going to get the victory here. But Athena needs something though, so I don't really know. Like, where does she go after this? So uh, I don't know. Jungle Boy uh, versus Christian Cage. JB needs the victory definitely. This is a this is the whole Christian's helping put Jungle Boy over, and the way that you help put him over is, you know, losing this match. Especially after how crazy you talked to. This would be Triple H and Booker T if you beat him yeah. after talking bad about him and, and his dad and his family. Like, yeah, Both no, his whole family. I'm yeah, saying, no. yeah, no, Jungle Boy needs to win this for sure. The Pinnacles, Wardlow and FTR taking on. Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. That's an easy one. There's no way that FTR and Wardlow are going to lose with all those championships they have and how people are setting them up. But it's going to be an awesome match. Seeing the Motor City Machine Guns, definitely hope this leads to more of them, more tag team matches in AEW. So, yeah, Pinnacle is definitely taking that one. Casino ladder match. Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, Pintel, El Cero Miedo, Ray Phoenix, Roosh, Andrade, Andrade, Andrade El Idolo, Dante Martin and the Joker. The winner, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, is going to win this match. Definitely, yes. MJF. Uh, could be Adam Cole, baby. I hope. Oh, not. it he could be Adam Cole. Of, yeah, it could be Adam a Cole. lot of title shots, uh, yeah. and it could be Samoa Joe. Like there's, well, it could be a Samoa Joe too. <laughs> uh, listen, yeah. man, I, I am, I've been in my head thinking that I want Joe versus Punk in New York. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of huh. want it to be Joe. Okay. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that um, would be awesome. <laughs> AEW World Tag Team titles on the line. Swerve in our glory. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland taking on the acclaims Anthony Bowens and Max Caster. Very, very, very intriguing match. Just like you said, Will, I don't want acclaim to become the, you know, get to the dance and can't get the victory. Like, I think if they went, they've done so much, like, this would be a great victory for them winning the tag team championships after everything they've been through but i don't think it's been long enough for for swerve and keith i don't think they've gotten to really cook yet there's some other matches that 
that I think mm-hmm. they could go through as the tag team champions. And I don't think that they haven't been teasing the breakup and they, they wouldn't do it off of, off of this. So I'm thinking that sort of in our glory is going to get the victory, man. Part of me just thinks though, like the claim in New York with those titles, man, the claim is so fucking, we, they are hot dude. Soon as their little burp, burp hits, like the crowd goes nuts. So it wouldn't surprise me one bit yeah. if they, if they won. Man. Ricky Starks taking on powerhouse mm. Hobbs. Mm, 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 mm. I do not want to bet against my friend at all, but like Ricky Starks cannot be beat in this moment. It's almost like everything. I picked Hobbs like, yesterday. Yeah, I, it's like it's hard to bet against Hobbs because Hobbs. Uh, I kind of feel like Hobbs is in the same boat as the Acclaim. Personally, I feel like he's been to the big show, and every time he gets to the big match, he doesn't win. And I feel like he could. He deserves a victory. He could win this, and so I'm picking Hobbs because that's my friend, and I want him to fucking win. I, I feel like it's easier to keep Hobbs. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. I feel like it's easier to keep uh, Ricky hot after this if he loses than it is Hobbs. Agreed. Yeah. Yes, I agree. All right. So the your pick here will pretty much be could be null and void tonight. So first, pick <laughs> who you think is going to the trios championship. Is it going to be Dark Order or Best Friends? This might that's might be the toughest match of the whole tournament because best friends deserve legit deserve to win the yeah, whole tournament if do. I'm keeping it real just because of what they've done for the whole company and what they represented. But the match of the fucking dark order with hangman against the elite Kenny and Young Bucks, like it's hard to bet against that. I think that's what the match is gonna be. And I think that Saying the elite's going to win the belts out loud sounds crazy, but it's like, I don't want it to be another situation of like when it started. And I thought, I thought from rip that Kenny Omega and the young Bucks should have been world and tag team champions off rip. So I think they should be the trio. Like we waited for the trios tournament, the titles for Kenny Omega to get back. He's back. Give these people the championships. Let's just do it. Who cares? I don't care. Do it. The elite. So wait, right. you think who who do you think is winning the final? Well, going to the finals against them. Though. I think that the Dark Order with Hangman is going to go against it. Go against them. Okay. And finally, AEW World Championship. The undisputed AEW World Champion John Moxley goes one on one with CM Punk. I put my house on CM Punk walking out of there as World Champion. There's no way if CM Punk loses, I would be shocked, okay. completely shocked if he doesn't leave Chicago. And right. Bill is Bill is in the crowd just punching people going ham. There's no way that that does not. I I know we talked about it last week on here, midnight going, and I was sitting watching this at home, and boy, I couldn't have been more fired up watching this. I might have started a riot if I left. I'm saying, good thing you didn't go after that promo because you were fired up. Nah, nah. Hey, let's read the last of these humper chats and get out of here. It's gonna be a great show. That's the that's yeah. the end of it. All out. Um. Tremaine says, uh, I, I'm in the very small minority, but, I, but I'd rather build the newer stars like Rosa than keep building on Punk's legacy. Don't think he needs it. Also, Will, thanks for learning me about the Angle chant. Really want to pick your brain more. Uh, and what he's referring to is the fact that I tweeted because Angle, I mean, because Edge had said on Raw, I started the You Suck chant. And I'm like, no, you didn't. That's a retcon. That never happened. The, the You Suck chant was going for a long time before that edge feud, but they, so this is where this happened. 
for those who were not watching in 2002. So the Angle You Suck chant actually started in Kansas City in February of 2001. Um, and that was the original time it ever happened. And then it started taking off uh, the first Raw of 2002, uh, Madison Square Garden, January 7th, when Triple H returned. After that promo, crowd started chanting, You Suck at Kurt Angle. Uh, but it was originally from that feud with The Rock in 2001 um, is where it originally began. And then Kurt Angle, uh, the You Suck chants went all through January, all through February, all through March. Then the brand split began. And so WWE was trying to get SmackDown fans to stop chanting what? And so uh, they had Kurt, they had Edge come to the ring and he cuts a promo on Kurt Angle, and he's like, look, Stone Cold's over on Raw. So instead of saying what, after every time Kurt Angle says something, I want you guys to go, you suck. Mm. And so let's try it. And Kurt Angle goes, stop. And the crowd goes, you suck. This didn't catch on at all, right? Mm -hmm. So they retconned that promo that Ed said where he wants the fans to start chanting, you suck, to be about his theme music. But that had already been going like five mm -hmm. months at that point. You're and saying, so now you saying Edge took credit for some of the black man did? So, mm -hmm. so... And uh, so retroactively, they're like, Edge was responsible for the You Suck chant. That's not what happened. The You Suck chant had been going for months. The first time the crowd ever did it was on that February 21st, I think, SmackDown 2001. Kurt Angle is literally teaming with Edge in that match, and the crowd's <laughs> chanting You Suck because Edge was still with Christian at that time. Right. It wasn't Edge's thing. It wasn't ever credited to Edge until they retroactively needed that promo to make sense where Edge told the crowd to chant you suck, but he was trying to replace what? He wasn't talking about the theme music. Mm. So Egg, Edge, nah, nah. <laughs> Take your signs down. Gotcha, that, Adam. That's one of those things that'll always bug me, that Edge did not create the you suck chant. It was going for a long time before Kurt Angle ever feuded with Edge. And it, if, if anything, it was more a natural thing. Um, let's see. Patches says, um, a special episode of Grapsity on my birthday. Might as well get high and let the facts rain down. Good shit, pals. Thank you so much, Patches. That's a, yes, hey, appreciate really great you. I really mm -hmm. appreciate that. Yeah, and happy birthday. That's awesome. Happy birthday. Um, Labor Day. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, celebrate your weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, Dio Loki says, uh, has the undisputed era slash elite been a doom storyline from the beginning um it wasn't injuries just fucked it up but i don't yeah, think, injuries yeah. I don't think it was yeah. Yeah, i just I think, think it's it was just dumb. bad circumstances mm -hmm. and van twinblade answered the D, D question himself uh so we have uh he says will would be a wizard reg bard srs sorcerer kate fighter alex uh bard denise monk uh, oh, Jeremy. Ha, 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 Jeremy. Ah, Jeremy. Jeremy. Oh, sorry. And Phil Rogue. Um, and uh, so Jeremy Barbarian. And because she asked, Maggie is also Rogue. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, who stayed for this edition of Grapsity. I had so much fun. I've been podcasting for days. But guess exactly. what? We still got more tomorrow, folks, because yes. tomorrow, right here, youtube.com slash Fightful in our normal start time. So this show, had we done this at our normal time, would have been going well into Clash of the Castle. Clash of the Castle would be going, uh, would be like an hour and a half in, almost two hours in by now. So tomorrow, instead, what we've got for your one hour leading up 
to the Clash at the Castle, we have got an interview with Swerve Strickland. Swerve, Swerve. Swerve, one half of the <laughs> AEW World Tag Team Champions, a man who will be defending his World Tag Team titles against the acclaimed. And there's a lot we talked about in this interview. We talked about Hit Row. We talked about lists um, and, and not just Reg's list. We talked about lists. We talked about a lot of stuff that's been conversation going around. And uh, we talked about his run in AEW, what he's got planned as a singles performer. Um, there's going to be some great stuff in there. I want you to check it out. Um, that's going to be here, youtube.com slash Fightful. Uh, and also, I wanted to read the last uh, super chat. Uh, DDM says, the opportunity to drop to Athena has passed. Jade needs to retain. Um, I mean, kind of. She hasn't faced athena yet no uh, i don't know if i would say it's passed but i do think that jade is going to retain mm-hmm. um yeah I, hey i don't want to see no tweets tomorrow like man i i wish grapsy was on saturday bro we gave y'all five uh, we gave y'all five hours of content mm. we did a lot five. i mean look grapsity <laughs> like as a whole we did um ask grapsity we did a regular grapsity we did an interview with Swerve, plus me and Phil did Day After Dynamite, and <laughs> me, Phil, and Denise did um, the All Out Prediction Show. We did a lot of content. There's been a lot of Grapsity this week. There's been mm-hmm. a lot of Grapsity, and I'm going to see this guy literally tomorrow. Who knows mm-hmm. what we'll do? We got phones in our hand. We yep. might just be like, hey, let's just start talking. We yes. can do that. Um, and so uh, there's going to be a lot. If you're in Chicago, which I, I'd love getting to say that, because we say that a lot because we're always in Chicago. But if you're in Chicago, I'm tired of y'all. Chicago. I'm tired come, of y'all. Come see us. I need to figure out how I'm getting to the airport because I don't want to park at the airport because I'm going to come back to, a, uh, what, it's $25 a day. So I'm going to come back to having to pay like uh, $75. I don't want to do that. But also my flight's at 5 a.m. Who could I get to take me? Probably nobody. So Who I'm going to end I up... Run to? So I'm probably going to end up parking at the airport. Uh, that always scares me when people say they're going to do it. Like, I don't know why it always makes me uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I'm like, how does that where I live in Oakland? So I'm like, you can't leave your car yeah, anywhere. You're going to leave it at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's $10 a day if I do outdoor parking. And then it's uh, 25 for the. Garage. That's not that bad. What is it? Um, three days. So outdoor parking is the one I worry about because people can just walk in off the street and just bust in mm. cars. But um, if I do yeah. the garage parking, I do know that you can't just walk into that. So um, that's a little it's for bit for two harder. days or three days. So I get back. So I'll be gone over 48 hours. So therefore, mm. they're going to charge me for the next days. day. They're, they're days. at least going to give me for the third day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'll be at Black Wrestlers Matter tonight. Yes, to this show. that's tonight. That's a hot show. Uh, friend so. of the show, Jossie versus JDX is going to be the main event of that show. Looking forward oh. to that. And our last two interviews are actually facing each other on Dark tomorrow. Oh, uh, really? Because, uh, yeah. So Jossie, uh, hold on. Who did he team with? Um, I saw he faced Keith and Swerve. Awesome. Um, I'm excited about that. So, hey. Super cool. Uh let's see. Who was it? If you were at the show, just let me know. That yeah, that be... Black Wrestlers Matter show is gonna be super I, duper yo, hot. I, I've I've been waiting for to get far enough from the Jassy interview. Because again, friend of the show, dope, but 
I got a roof for my hometown. It was. I've been waiting to get far away from it. That's hilarious. It was Storm yeah. Grayson, by the way. Uh, okay. Swerving our glory versus Jossie and Storm Grayson. They that match happens on a special episode of Dark that airs tomorrow, um, which like has like a lot of the stars because uh, best friends like Face Butcher and Blade and um, they recorded this on Wednesday. Yeah, it was yeah. all this because it was just a standalone dynamite. So they That's ended right. up taping Elevation and Oh, because there's live Rampage tonight, right? Um, yeah. yeah, live Rampage tonight. Sweet. So they're going to tape even more. Mm. But yeah, they taped a special dark that's going to air tomorrow. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, our last two guests, Swerve Strickland and Jossie, face each other. That's, that's awesome. Cool. So um, shout out to those guys. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, folks, thanks for being here for this extra extra long but there's so much that happening tomorrow uh so sorry sean rossap that you've got a three hour mp3 that you got to put together <laughs> and, and put out for this podcast because i know how much he hates the longer shows uh mm-hmm. but nmp so um <laughs> and that stands for not my problem yeah uh, but the uh Thank you for being here. Thank you for being with us. Um, and thank you to everybody. Uh, Redmond, for example, who's been in the chat, and Jennifer, who have been um, in the chats for all of these shows we've been doing all weekend. Uh, so thank you for being here. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. They love the brand. We love y'all. Y'all are super yeah, cool, man. We, we appreciate Y'all make guys. this fun, honestly. You guys do. I said it yesterday on um, Ask Rhapsody. And if you haven't checked out Ask Rhapsody, subscribe to Fightful Select. Fightful Select. That's super fun. Yo, Give I... me. Give me five dollars. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've already seen like three tweets that are like, uh, "Paywall Phil is lit." I don't know I'm if there's saying. a difference between Paywall Phil. Paywall Phil was on fire be. yesterday. Though. No, I, yeah, well, I, I was definitely Paywall <laughs> Will. That's for sure. Um, I'm saying, but definitely check us out. Um, we are at YouTube.com/slash Fightful. Next week, we'll be back at our normal time doing Grapsity as we always do. I'm on Day After Dynamite and uh there's other stuff here on youtube.com slash fightful there's post shows after every single show you could possibly want to watch kate is the queen of the post show and uh she's gonna continue to knock these out of the park um there's gonna be an all-out post show there's gonna be uh of course there's the raw post shows just keep checking out the content here on fightful youtube.com slash fightful outside of that folks that is it for this edition of grapsity i'm will washington for philip Lindsay for righteous reg we'll see you next time and have a great day peace this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.